Guy 1000. I am Lunatic Radio. 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 Hey, what's up? This is Zora Diverson. And I am not Tiger Woods, but I am Lunatic Radio. You know what this show is? This show is a manufacturer of nonsense. Our major export is nonsense. Yeah, and we should have a, like a factory in Detroit. Touchdown! <laughs> Idiocracy starts here with LunaticRadio.com. Well, well, it's Idiocracy. I saw him putting it where good like background noise. Listen to this show. We figure shit out. You could watch porn without jerking off. Really? You could? It's possible? Weird. Get ready. I love this show. There's some moments of drama and intrigue, but overall, I don't give a shit. When we suck, it's not fake. When we're good, it's not fake. When we do bits, it's not fake. Everything is real. We don't have time to set up fake shit and yeah. think about it and plan it. It's impossible to fake the sucking we do. <laughs> Everybody, everybody is hungover today. Big Super Bowl, uh, 111 million people watched the Super Bowl yesterday. Rock, no one's watching uh, the Jersey Shore Marathon, <laughs> or the Jersey Licious. I don't think they're watching that. I think they peaced out. Hey, everybody, welcome to the LunaticRadio.com show, broadcasting live from New York. Emails at the show at lunaticradio.com, Drunkle Hotline, 206-202-LUNATS, 206-202-5666. Did the Mets win last night? Well, the Wilpons lost. Oh, yeah, they're I know the big that. losers. Yeah. Ugh. Kind of tired today and because we ate so much goodies yesterday. Goodies were yummy Drink here. some beer and I think every time I have a Heineken, I just it just kills me for a couple days. Your buddy there, Simon, gave me a 32-ounce Heineken yesterday, and I was like, this is going to do me in for three days. And that, that was your first beer. Yeah. <laughs> 11 beers later, it was fine. <laughs> you come down. I come back around. I go yeah. full circle. Right, right, right. You really hammered, and I come back to sober again. I drink myself sober. That's right. The, that's the talent Irish people have. They can drink themselves that is sober. A skill. It is. You don't know you're, uh, you're a true alcoholic when you can drink yourself sober. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, no, if I have another couple more, I'll be fine. Yeah. That's, that's you know, alco- alcoholism's there. I was just pissed that you uh, you didn't drink yesterday. You didn't drink that much. I didn't know you uh, were, you know, I ended up driving uh, Simon home in our big, yeah. we had a big, little, nice little festive uh, day yesterday here at Rock's yeah. big Super Bowl bash, and uh, Rock didn't drink because he thought he had to drive well, somebody I home. I drank. I had beers. I probably had a good, like, five or so, but I figured... Uh, yeah, you should have tore it up, though, a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's all right. got the game going on. We got Chris Day... Christina Aguilera on the- You know what happened? I was I the, there was so much good food here and if I eat I don't I can't drink as much. You know? I well, got, you get a little uh, I get full. Uh, I get full. You get full, huh? I get full. So if I'm gonna drink cakes? I drink more. No, 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 just I just can't put it I just can't put it down. You got one of them uh, faggoty stomachs that you can mix foods. And it gets, it gets, uh, it gets upset easily. Your, your your tummy gets a little grumpy. Yeah, no, no. Just I like, get uh, full. But um, as uh, polite people would put it. My my stomach does isn't agreeing with it's me. Not agreeing with me? <laughs> no, 
now, now. I just, you know, I figured I, had, I was going to drive him later, so I was like, let me not go uh, crazy. Cause, and then Ray scared me. Junior was here last night. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, he was saying that one of his buddies told him there's a whole bunch of, uh, yeah, you know, d- yeah, the checked. police were out. Just like all these uh, checkpoints all over the place. So I'm like, fuck. I believe he has a Dewey, so he's all up on. Oh, so he's on- <laughs> he's on Dewey.net, you know, searching out all the checkpoints. Yeah, he doesn't so- want to get. He was actually calling me when I was because uh, I stayed at his place last night. He's calling me, giving me all the checkpoints. I'm like, where are you at? Are you on the net searching this shit out? You know, there's websites dedicated to checkpoints. Yeah, I'm sure there are. You know, people want to get. They don't want to get stopped. I mean, have a couple beers and you're driving home and all of a sudden, oh shit, a checkpoint and now you're spending the night in jail. When the cop pulls you, you're like, hold on a second, I need to put this on that checkpoint website on my yeah. phone. Hold yeah, on. let me just Twitter this. Before you arrest me, let me just Twitter this. <laughs> let me Twitter that there's a checkpoint here so uh, my friends don't get busted. That was still a great time. Yeah. We had Drank a good time lots, ate lots. Salsa, watched the game, the eight hours of uh, previews. Uh, the pregame nonsense. And, uh, it really should be a holiday because a lot of people get – I think it's got to be up there with New Year's with people getting hammered on that. Oh, day. yeah. Without a doubt. You know, I think I think America does an, as much eating and drinking on Super Bowl Sunday as they do on a New Year's Day. I, I mean, the next day should be a holiday. I went to the local grocery store uh, during the day. It was mayhem. It was mayhem. Yeah. You thought like, you know, like food was going to run out. Like this was the last day you could get food. The yeah. white people were just buying shit for tonight. Just freaking, ugh. Yeah. But it was- and you eat all that and you drink so much and just the next day you just shot. You know, yeah. wants to go to fucking work. I'm tired today. Yeah. I'm beat up. I feel like I've uh, ran a marathon or something. My head, you're like, you wake up in the morning and I can go to sleep sober. But if I've had beers during that day, I'm going to have a hangover. It doesn't it, – it never fails. You mean if you have like the afternoon – like if, if I have afternoon beers and then sober up and then go to bed, I still have a hangover the next huh. day. It's like it never the fails. The weirdest thing I've, – I've, I, I've, I've been pretty like hammered like in the afternoons mm. and like if I get hammered during the day, yeah. it doesn't – I don't I feel it. But if I get hammered at night – I don't know. For some reason, the body, when it shuts down to mm. go to sleep, it really fucks me up. <laughs> just coma-like state. Yeah. <laughs> I literally go, I mean, it does, if I drink during the day, yeah. sober up, then go to bed, I'm in a coma. And if I drink at night until I pass out, I'm in a, like, I might not wake up. That's what it's like. Or you wind up just naked I'm, for some reason. You can literally have a, I can, I can be sleeping in the middle of a mosh pit if I'm hammered. I can sleep. There, like Deftones could be playing five feet from my head. I'll be sleeping, <laughs> cheep, cheep, cheep. you know, just fucking asleep, <laughs> dreaming of uh, chicks and stuff. I'll be out, out like a light. Wow, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, alcohol really does it to me. It really does. <laughs> that's why I have to check it. I have to check myself with the alcohol. I really can't drink a lot, but when I do drink, I drink a lot. I just don't drink a lot all the time. Right, all the time, yeah. yeah. Only for special occasions. <laughs> Only uh, weekends. Yeah, weekends. And you had your first taste of uh, habanero sauce last night. Is that what that shit was? Yeah. Spicy-ass motherfucking habanero. sauce. Kieran actually had salsa and chips, which, if you know this show, that's actually pretty impressive Very for interesting. It tastes like cum. <laughs> I was telling your chick, I was like, this is spicy. It tastes like cum. She's like, it's not cum. It's like, I know, but it tastes like cum. She doesn't get the humor. 
Uh, what were you saying? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was it was it was pretty impressive that you actually had salsa and chips. Yeah, you actually went outside your 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 safe zone of chicken fingers and French fries. I went balls deep today too. I had Taco Bell. Today. Hey, nature's candy, as I call it. I can't remember the last time I had fucking Taco Bell, but I I was so like just I because I had so much shit in my stomach from yesterday. I just needed to fill it with. I, if I could have ate a sponge today, I would have. <laughs> but I couldn't find any. I, I, like I just like a day after drinking, I just want to eat like something that soaks it all yeah, up. Yeah, sure. So I was carbing it out today, man, big time. Nice. I don't have to run like twelve miles. But uh, yeah, yeah. It fucking today should be a holiday. The day after the Super Bowl should be a freaking holiday. Because I don't think anybody went to work today. No. I was out on the road. Nothing was accomplished. Everybody was shopping. Yeah. I was like, does any, did anybody go to work? No one went to work today. Nothing's getting accomplished. One hundred and eleven million people watched that yesterday. That's one hundred and eleven million people went to bed late. Right. One hundred and eleven million people watched that. The Green Bay Packers beat the uh, who did they beat? The Hawks. <laughs> They beat the uh, Steelers. Steelers. Steelers of Pittsburgh. Go show how much we were really paying attention last night. We really didn't. And the big story today was Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Blown. We didn't even know. Yeah, we were too busy just ragging on her while she was singing. Yeah, because her face is starting to look like a uh, like a couch cushion. <laughs> her face, you know, like those couch cushions with the little buttons in the middle sure. that suck in like, the cushion and makes it a little puffy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what her face that's is her starting face to look like. like. See, the problem is, is that Kieran, myself, and Simon were in the same room. So it was essentially like a show atmosphere. So we were just talking and like just commenting on yeah. shit. And we were just ragging on Christina Aguilera and how she looked like a mess and all that. We completely missed her fucking fluff. She we blew- talked right over. We talked over Christina Aguilera. Apparently, she blew in. A, she, she missed like a tarot line yeah, or yeah. something. She just like repeated the line before. Is that what she did? Yeah. She Oh, God. I love to hear. It. I mean, is it on the web somewhere? Oh yeah, I could get I it. I love to hear it real quick. Now, now the kicker was this: if she didn't make that mess up, would anyone have even really cared about her her uh, her um, her performance? Because it wasn't anything good, you know. Well, we were. I mean, if you don't like even like sarcasm, it was good that you weren't hanging out at Rocket's place just because it's all sarcasm all the time. Uh, and we were just we were too busy ragging on her to actually listen. We were all just trying to do the count of when she's going to do that the hand gesture thing. Right. She always does the hand gesture thing, like she she ripped it off of Mariah Carey with the hand gesture thing. So we were just concentrating on that and talking about how her face looks like a fucking couch cushion. And and you know what that is though, because I read on page six of the New York Post. Oh, what is that? Apparently, Christina Aguilera is uh, into the old fucking booze. She's a booze hound. She likes to boo. She's like you a. You should uh, hang out. She's like a freshman uh, sorority sister. There, she's uh, trying to put on the freshman fifteen. She loves the booze. Apparently, she was at a party or something recently, and she like passed out. Some dude's like couch or something like that. Really? Yeah. Fuck that. So she does. And now, come to think of it, when I was watching her sing yesterday, that's why her face is so puffy. Her face was really puffy. Well, maybe it's because, you know... She- because the, that's what booze does to you. It makes your face, like, you know, puffy and just shit-looking. She looked... Look at her. She looked yeah. puffy. Wait, where is the video? I thought it was on uh, Corker. What the hell? Where is it? I don't know. Christina Aguilera. Blowing it yesterday. And that's the... You wish she was. That's the biggest... 111 million people, and you blow it, man. I can understand that. That's a lot of fucking pressure. Even though she's a performer and she does all that fucking singing all the time. You know, she sings about I'm getting dirty or whatever the hell she did a couple years ago with Carson Daly or whatever and Redman in the video. 
I, you know, and she just, she blew it. 111 million people are watching. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to blow whatever I'm doing. I don't care if I'm just standing still. I'm going to fuck that up. You know, I get a little nervous when a lot of people <laughs> fucking. It is. I mean, it is. It's very intimidating for whoever it is. I mean, that's, that's no fucking joke. Yeah, that's no fucking. Yeah. Here she is. And now, to honor America. That's not five her. Five-time Grammy Award winner. And whore. Aguilera. <laughs> Aguilera. Uh, let me try to pick it up where she uh, blows it. Yeah, I, I, I missed it yesterday. Can you? Can you see? By the dawn's early light. Forget it. You can sing shit. The fucking drag out every line. Pretty brave. She just got in there and went, uh, Oh, say, can you say about it? Just fucking did it in 20 seconds. She could do that song in 20 seconds if she wanted to. What are we going to have next? Eminem rapping this shit? Yeah, we're there. We'll be there soon. Okay, with this fucking I love the um, the mime that has to do the uh, hand signals. Oh, the, the deaf, deaf people? Yes, I said the mime hand signals. The mime? <laughs> <For> the <laughs> like a mime? But that's for the hearing uh, people who can't hear. Wait, we missed it already. Did she? She fucked it up already? Oh, that's where it was? They gave us the indication where she... No, no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. That was right before the... See, we did it again. Oh, Oh, yeah. There it is. She repeated it. See, she got lucky because then they cut to um, uh, soldiers in Afghanistan. So she got a quick cheer because now they cut here. And they go crazy. All right, there you go. So that's her fucking up yesterday. Yeah. See, we talked over it again. Holy fucking missed it. Yeah, we talked over it again like we were doing exactly yesterday. We always have to be above the moment. It's our fucking problem. Ah, fuck her. Yeah, really? We're better. Yeah. We're in your living room watching and eating chips. We're more important. Oh, they should get the Micro Machines guy to do the national anthem. The micro machine? You remember the guy with the mustache? The guy who could talk really quick? Oh, God, you don't remember I him? don't remember that guy. Oh, what the fuck are you talking about? Fucking amen. Tell you what, the Black Eyed Peas really fucking knocked out of the box yesterday. Really? I don't know what the fuck I was watching when I was watching that horse shit. <laughs> the guy with the lit, the lit outfit. Here you go, 80s micro machine commercial. Come on. Wearing like a it. Tron hat. One of the guys was wearing like a Tron hat. Micro machine man presenting the most recent innovative yeah. of micro machines. Each one has dramatic details, terrific trims, defender styling, precision paint jobs, working wheels, micro machine cars, variety, including leather units, Grand Am Corvette, four by four blades, a pickup charger, and many this more. Guy micro sucks machine planes, perfect precision, like F fifteen Corsair. I miss micro machines. Fun little toys. Uh, yeah, what was it? The Black Eyed Peas. I don't know why. I don't know. It was, a, the, it was an entertaining halftime, but it's like Black Eyed Peas, honestly. Are they that like popular, the Black Eyed yeah, Peas? I guess the kids like them. You fucking dig that shit? Look at those two other guys. At least got some FaceTime. All we see is Will I Am, or I Am Will, whatever the fuck his name is, and then the tranny girl. Fergie. Yeah, Fergie. Who are the other two fucking guys? The one looks like a ninja, <laughs> and the other one looks like an Asian on crack. I don't know what the fuck is going on with the black guy. That's their name. Ninja and Asian on crack. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Hey, what you call it? Um, Slash? Slash came out. How about them apples? Oh, and your boy Usher. Oh, yeah. Usher came in at the end, and yeah. we, like... It seemed like he got lost and was playing the wrong yeah. gig. 
Like he popped on, he started singing his song, and it seemed like it just cut off right away. Yeah. Like, oh shit, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, I don't know what Usher popped up, and they're just like, okay, and like, did he sing a full song? I don't. I honestly did he even get any know. lyrics out? I, the mix was also awful. You couldn't hear anything from anybody. Yeah, yeah, that that was, was the other just, thing I noticed. It was just a mess. It was a mess. But what can you do? It's live TV. A lot of people watch. Yeah, it's the Super Bowl. I don't know. You hire people, make sure it gets done right. I don't know. You know? You know. Well, so it's Super Bowl. Got to talk about the commercials. Really, you do? Because I don't remember. I don't remember fucking shit. You're too busy drinking. Yeah. Down in Cull, apparently. I'm doing my own commercials, <laughs> taking a nap between plays. It was a bit boring overall. Yeah, you know what? The commercial thing, They like Simon was saying yesterday that... You're not going to see a lot of production value out of the commercials this year because of, uh, you know, it costs so much to get a commercial on the Super Bowl. Right. So they don't want to put so much money into a commercial and then have to pay an extra two point whatever the fuck million dollars is for a 30 second spot on the Super Bowl. So, I mean, literally, we're expecting fucking commercials that are filmed with uh, a webcam, which would have been great. And it should have been all focused on 19-year-old fucking bedrooms. It would have been awesome. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine some, like, broad, like, just, like a 19-year-old uh, Bel Air fucking hot chick who has a webcam in her room. Right. Just buys a spot in a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's just her in the room. Like, she's using dad's cash. Like, I want to promote my MySpace page. Can you do that? I wonder if the Super Bowl would take that. Yeah, I don't know. You know, if it was on running on my network, I'd take it. Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> you would. I know Fox would probably reject that shit, but I'd be like, yeah, bring it on. I'll give you the whole fucking slot. Of course, we had a rag on Kieran when that uh, young girl came out to midfield with the football. She was uh, a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> Girls that are, she's a hell of a kicker. Is she a kicker or something? She, she, I guess she won the pass, punt, and kick. Watch it, watch it, careful. <laughs> I was going right for the sample buttons. I was right for, sorry, Rock, I was going right there. Oh, Beer Bear knows what happened to Usher. He started the night at Charlie Sheen's place, and he just wound up at the Super Bowl. Literally, it seemed like... <laughs> just rolled in there. It seemed like Usher was definitely booked somewhere in Dallas, just not the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, he just showed up. <laughs> when he got off stage, he was like, where was I? Wait a minute, this I ain't supposed to be playing here. I think I was supposed to be playing at TCU today. Oh, and apparently the whole Declaration of Independence being read. Oh, yeah. At the beginning, that was all, like, new to us. I never... I've never even heard of that. Who wrote that motherfucker? What a piece of shit. Boring fucking Joey Independence guy. (laughs) Who wrote that shit? We were dying. Just hoping Shannon Sharp would read a little. Yeah. God. (laughs) The greatest moment in U.S. history. I don't even know. What is the... uh, It's not the four score in seven years ago, is it? No. <laughs> Can I find that on page six in the New York Post? No Just go to declarationofindependence.com. Really? Do they have? I bet you they do. Probably porno on there. I guarantee it if you go to that fucking URL. Right, let's go, let's go I guarantee it is fucking porno on there. Guarantee it. Yeah, Super Bowl was fun, though. And I'm glad the Packers won because I had that Super Bowl bet with Miss High Times, Brittany. Uh, that if the Packers did lose, I would have to run the Brooklyn Bridge here in New York City, which is I was looking at the other day, and it's a fucking hell of a run, but I would have to do it in nothing but uh, fucking booty shorts, and I'm so glad I don't have to do that. And uh, so Rock and I won the bet, Super Bowl bet with Miss High Time, so now we get a, a signed copy 
of the 420 issue, which she appears in naked. We win. Uh, well, she's in body paint, right? Yeah. But we get the unedited, I think, pictures. So we're going to get those. That's Which may not be better. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be better. I don't know if it's going to be worse. I don't know what. But, but we won and we're yeah. getting the pictures. Right. So ha, ha, ha. Schneike's had a great idea. The Super Bowl halftime show should have just been the Inception button. <laughs> I would have rather heard that on loop than fucking <laughs> Will I Am in his Tron hat <laughs> singing his fucking... Yeah, what? His mic was auto-tuned yesterday, too. Did you notice that? It was a live auto-tune. We got to get one of those setups. Absolutely. He was running like a Tron, and everybody was dead. You know, if I was stoned out of my bejesus, I would have been fucking thrilled with that fucking... I mean, even... even uh, What's his head popped up with lights on his hat? Yeah, uh, Slash. Slash. Playing the riff that everybody loves. What is the... Yeah, the Sweet, Sweet Child, Child of Mine. Mine. Yeah. You play that and fucking panties just fly off. 111 million panties flew off. Oh, cut that in half. That is uh, six panties flew off yesterday. <laughs> when that riff was playing. Yeah. What, not, does Slash own that music? He's allowed to do that, right? He's allowed yeah, to play that shit. A, I guess he's is fucking Axel getting a nice fat check yesterday because he played that Can riff? Can he stop his fucking baby nonsense and get the band back together? What is Axel doing? Does Axel even have a website? What does he do? <laughs> Axel. Yeah, what does he do? I have no idea. He made some fucking albums back in the day, and now he's just collecting cash and being a dick about it. It's all he does. the worst combination. His Christmases must suck. Yeah, he's just alone. (laughs) Mom doesn't even call him. Miserable. Can't fucking make an album anymore and suck at it. He hangs out with Buckethead. He hangs out a guy who has a bucket on his head. Yeah, you know you fucking fall off the map when you're hanging out with a guy with a bucket on his head. Axel stalks Facebook for Kieran's throwaways. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I'll be, that's, Wait. I'll be, I'll be a little pat on your back there, sir. There you go. Yeah, he's probably doing that. Fucking scumbag. Oh, by the way, Steve-O is going to be on the show. Today. Whoa, look at that little side note. From Jackass. The Steve-O. Yeah, but you know what he is now? He's a comedian. Steven-O. He's a comedian. Really? Yeah, he's a uh, stand-up. Actually, I want to ask him about it because I don't really know what he... I, I know he does stand-up, but I, I don't know if it's like actual stand-up or he's doing like the variety thing like, you know... Because I did see a, a snapshot of him doing a gig somewhere and somebody was blowing flames off his head. And then I started following him on Twitter and he was like flying in Denver to do some gigs. And he actually tweeted on his Twitter, does anybody know how to blow flames in Denver? <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I mean, he's doing this at his show right. with somebody who's really not, possibly not trained, trained in blowing flames right. off of your head. That's Steve-O for you. That's yeah. the magic of him. But he's sober now. He's not doing the whippets. He's uh, he's a new Steve-O. He's missing out. So we're, we're going to get him on and we're, you know, we're just going to hang out with Steve-O. And I actually want to find out if uh, this is Steve-O. Pot right now. I am Steve-O, and this is... <laughs> no, dude, I'm Steve-O, and, this, and I am fucking lunatic radio, dude. <laughs> Steve-O on our drunk call hotline, we assume, from like two years ago. That was, that was 2007, actually. I'm a little worried, though. What if it's not? What if he says, no, that's not me? I don't know. If then it's going to suck. And here are the other ones, which make it seem like it's not him, I think. He, go, he calls himself Joey O. Uh, let me see if I have the other ones. I'll look for him in a second. Yes, yeah, okay. 
Uh, why didn't that one come through? Right, here we go. I'll get it. I'm, I'm working on it. That's okay. Here we go. Oh, right, here's the other one. Evo, and this is a fucking dirt gap. Oh, what a stuck to Tori Pulls is this shit. I like to Tori Pulls. I like as much as this shit. I like to Tori Stink. And the TNC's ass, I'm this shit. Ronnie Beans. <laughs> I don't know if that's him or not. He wouldn't say Ronnie Beans. Yeah, well, why would he know Ronnie Beans? I think it's just a guy that knew how to do a Steve O impression. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll ask him about it. And then scheduled to come on the show as well is a man named by the name Doug Stanley, who is the director of cinematography for the show Deadliest Catch on Discovery, which is my favorite fucking show of all time. I love that fucking Wait, show. Wait, we have two guests on tonight? Two guests. He's scheduled. scheduled. He's scheduled to come on. I, I was. He asked me to give him a call before the show began today. I gave him a call. I got his voicemail. So right. he's supposed to come on at 930, which is you know right after Steve-O. So we're going to supposed to, supposedly we're going to have Steve-O on. And then right after Steve-O, we're going to have Doug Stanley from The Deadliest Catch. Yes, but this Monday night, we're getting guests. Who, by the way, is the guy who uh, films The Deadliest Catch. He's in charge of filming right. The Deadliest Catch. I didn't need now, to ask. Now, that's a show that depicts what is supposed to be the most dangerous fucking job in America, uh, catching King Crab in, in, the, in the Bering Sea there. Uh, uh yeah, he's the guy fucking filming that. Though I mean, the guys are on the boat catching the crab and yada yada yada. But he's there with a fucking camera. Right. He's in charge of all those guys with the cameras. So it's got to be a fucking pain in the ass. So I mean, uh, you know, I want very interesting conversation. For uh, sure. Yeah, and I love that fucking show. Those guys take fucking such a beating when they're out there in that fucking sea. You know, and they get, uh, every. Did you ever what do it? It's fucking dangerous, yeah. man. Because I watched, I watched everything on that show. And dudes like go flying off the boat. They get fucking hit by shit. They're working 30, 30 hours at a clip, and then mm-hmm. they're taking four hour breaks, and that's yeah. when they're back out there, freezing cold weather too. Right. Like literally, there was a couple episodes where they were leaving port and they're going out, and literally the boats are freezing. Like they have the big um, what are they called them pots or whatever the hell they have on the there? pods the pods. And the, they're they're co- they're covered in ice. Yeah. So the guys when they do that, when when they had the hundreds of pods on the fucking boat, they got to go out there and hammer the ice off of all of them, so the boat doesn't fucking capsize. Fucking these are monstrous boats. These are these little uh, putt putt boats. These are monstrous motherfuckers. All for some crabs. Yeah. Apparently, people did that fucking crab man. Yeah. They get paid a lot of money too. Oh yeah. They fill those quotas. The you know each one of the deckhands could make. Uh, and upwards of forty grand a season. Jeez. So, and, and, and Doug's in charge of. Uh, he did seventy-one episodes, so he knows what the fuck's going on. He filmed seventy-one of those episodes. Man. Yeah, it, it'd be interesting. I mean, talented dude won an Emmy for his work on the Deadliest Catch. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good freaking stuff. So we'll do that. We'll talk to Steve Owen about a half hour uh, about stuff, jackass, and all that other stuff. He's cool. a fun dude. And Exciting. We'll take a break. I'm flying blind today because my laptop, apparently my motherboard died. Like it shit the bed. Shit the bed about two minutes before the show today. Which is the best timing. Yeah. Fucking awesome. All right. Taking a break. Come back. More LunaticRadio.com. Show right after this. A typical lunatic day with Kieran and Rocket. Hooray. Three hours of schlock on a sucker nuts call. What the fuck? These guys are gay. The show just gets bigger and bigger. Ever since we found Kieran's a wigger. But if you say podcast, you'll hear a big gun blast. So gun to the chin 
story about a guy buying Super Bowl tickets, and when the uh, when the when the tickets were delivered to this guy's house, uh, the FedEx guy put it through the mail slot, mm-hmm. and the dog ate the uh, tickets. That is so cute, bad. Cute little doggy. Here is uh, the story. Chris Gallagher says his three-year-old black lab buddy has always been a bit of a chewer. Mostly toys or slippers. But when the delivery man slipped a package with two Super Bowl tickets under the door instead of under the doormat, Buddy went to town, ripping the package and the $900 tickets to shreds. <laughs> but it was laying in the middle of the floor, and I kind of, kind of, you know, did an oh my God or whatever, and, and Buddy beelined out the... Out the back, uh, out so, the dog. So you know which dog was the culprit. Yeah. Uh, While Buddy pondered the error of his ways, Chris puzzled over what to do with his $1,800 confetti. I could piece the whole tickets back together. So there were some of them that were, some parts of the tickets were gone. I haven't uh, actually checked in, in the backyard to see uh, if uh, if, Buzzy, if Buddy tried to give them back. But with that wagging tail and those big eyes, Chris wouldn't stay mad at Buddy for long. It turns out the chewed up tickets can be replaced. Great news for Chris, since he really couldn't even afford the tickets. He was buying them for a friend. Who will pick up the tickets this time at Will Call. If the tickets aren't coming to my house at all anymore. You're not taking any chances. No, chance, no chances with Buddy, so. So, Buddy, no more tickets. <laughs> Well, that sucks, huh? Yeah, yeah but they, they were... <laughs> he should have had a, a, a buddy zap. I'm happy if they weren't able to replace the tickets, uh-huh. then it really would have been like, kill the fucking dog. See, what are... Oh, Seriously. Man. I love dogs. Don't get... There it is. <laughs> you love any sound effect, don't you? This <laughs> You've got the triple H. <laughs> Hacking a dog to death as you're hitting a doggy zapper. <laughs> Audio theater. <laughs> Fantastic. Dude, if a dog ate my freaking uh, Super Bowl tickets, just dead. Just That's dead. That's what I'm saying. Gun to the head, pull trigger on dog. And that play could be a finalist in the Trojan Ends Boner of the Week Award. I'll say. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, well, at least you get the fucking reprints. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> killing Just zapping his dead body. <laughs> Just for the fuck of it. Because <laughs> you can. It's for the Hi, everybody. We're on Twitter. We sure are. Twitter.com slash Lunatic Radio. Lunatic Radio. You know what, Rock? I love that Twitter thing. What did you say? Yes. Twitter.com slash Lunatic Radio. So if you want to know when the radio show is broadcasting. Or the Rocket Radio Hour. Twitter.com slash Lunatic Radio. Hey. What? Twitter.com slash Lunatic Radio. Lunatic Radio is the name of the show. It is. Twitter.com slash Lunatic Radio. See how convenient that is? See what we do for you? Practically nothing. Right. Twitter.com slash Lunatic Radio. Go check it out, fuckos. It's LunaticRadio.com. You can now hear the LunaticRadio.com show on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile application. The latest episode is always available for you. No syncing needed and no memory wasted. Available on your iPhone, your Palm Free, Android phones, and BlackBerry. Download it easily at Stitcher.com or go check out the App Store for your individual mobile phone. That's LunaticRadio.com on Stitcher Radio. Download the app today. Stitcher! 
And now back to the LunaticRadio.com show. We suck. What up, everybody? LunaticRadio.com show. Kier Rock hanging out with you. Emails at the show, lunaticradio.com. Drunkle Hotline, 206-202-LUNA. That's 206-202-5666. Someone's wondering why you put the slide up during the break that says, be right back. I think we're, you know, we're rubbing one out. Oh, they, yeah. it helps us relax. I think we're jerking off yeah. during breaks. The breaks are only three minutes, dude. Some time romance, a little bit. Tease myself. Apparently, though, we, I learned last night you only need, oh, what, 45 seconds? Did I say that at some point? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what I say. Thank God there's no, like, video on me when I'm hammered. That will never happen. <laughs> well, it's happened before, actually. But from this point on, I don't want to be videotaped or anything when I'm drunk. I'll say the worst shit. You do pick good times, though, to get hammered. You know, it's never in... Yeah. Like, situations where... I like getting hammered around people I know. Right. Which is fine. Because they know I'm going to be an ass, and, you know, I don't mind when they're an ass. Freaked out when I'm around. But, yeah, I'll do some dumb shit when I'm around fucking people I don't know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, uh, so, yeah, your, your fucking laptop is gone, huh? Apparently. Uh, yeah, well, fuck, man. My laptop, right before the show, took a shit. Other, other crap. Done. That sucks. Welcome to my world. I'm, I will realize in about three hours how much shit on that computer I'm, I lost and I'm completely oh, yeah. fucked. You are notorious for never backing up anything. Well, luckily it's all on another drive. Oh, okay. Like the show stuff is on another drive, but yeah. as far as getting hooked up to the internet, that might be a problem. Oh, man, you're going to have to get on the internet again? <laughs> that might be a problem. Here, that's a real chore. Ugh. Why is that shit always and all my news stuff, like all the news stuff I had for the show today, it's oh, gone. You gotta be kidding! I don't me. know what the fuck I'm gonna do. Yeah, like everything I had lined up, the stories I was gonna go into, blah blah blah, things we we're gonna discuss on the show. It's all there in uh, the blank dead laptop that I'm staring at in front of my face. Which is <laughs> pretty much like most weeks. Nothing, uh, nothing there. I wanted to. I wanted to play. Uh, because I didn't get to see it, and I'd love to see it now. Right, what? I can I heard get Anderson it. Cooper got punched ten times in the head by uh, protesters in Egypt, oh. and then Katie Couric got like trampled or something. No way! I want to. Yeah, I want to see all that crap, oh, and I wanted to. No, I can't. Now I can't because uh, Rock's too lazy to hit his keyboard, <laughs> and my laptop's dead. But it does. It, the uh, the the uh, stream though is working quite nice because you're not online. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not bogging shit down. Yeah, this is kind of good actually. It sucks. What am I going to jerk off to later? Oh, no! The fucking... Life is over. We have to jerk off to Mythbusters or something. I'm screwed. <laughs> Mythbusters. So what, she was over there? Katie Kirk? Kay, yeah, they all went over there. I was watching Anderson Cooper on 360, whatever the fuck it is, on CNN. He was like in a... He looked like he was camming up on Skype. He was. He's like, I can't like stand up in the room that I'm broadcasting from. I can't even tell you what my location is, but I'll let you know that I'm in Egypt. And if I stand up and people see me, they're gonna throw rocks at me. Like they really don't like Anderson Cooper in uh, Egypt. They don't like anybody. Like I heard that he got like, you know, he was trying to you know do some coverage from the streets, right. and th- on three separate occasions he got screwed up. Well, he's he, he got know. punched. He's an American. He's an American. Here's Katie Kirk. Oh, I got it. Hold on. 
she, well, she's there she goes. Crowd. <laughs> God. It looks like a riot ahead of 7-Eleven. <laughs> it really does. It looks like all the 7-Eleven workers went on strike. <laughs> That's not nice. I don't mind them. Mean Egyptians are nice people. I'm sure they are. They got the pyramids. They rock the motherfuckers. Really? Yeah. They go hang out at the at the pyramids. They dig the pyramid do thing. Some ludes. I want to see some Anderson Cooper getting punched, though, because mm. he's the one that really annoys me. His diction and all that shit. Just pisses you off. Fucking, he never flubs a word. He really pisses me off when he's on there. <laughs> He'll talk like a million miles an hour and fucking never flub shit. Katie Couric has got, like, the old lady lips now. Then when she, back when she was hosting the Today Show, she was, like, kind of cute. People were kind of digging her a little bit on Today Show. Katie Couric? Yeah, when she was there with Brian Gumbel, she just looked like a kid. Oh, we're going to play that clip later. That famous clip. People actually thought Katie Kirk was hot. And you know where she jumped the shark? When she broadcasted her colonoscopy on fucking did a Today Show. That's when everybody was like, all right, we're done with you Katie know, Kirk. You you jumped the shark when that happened. We're, we're fucking done. If you're a news reporter and, uh, you know, you want... You're going for the... You want to be a hard-hitting journalist, but yet you still want to have those sex appeal people. That sex appeal that brings in those, you know, fair-weather viewers... It don't ever do uh, the colonoscopy. I mean, it's yeah, it's important to get it out there. And I understand that her fiance, her former husband, former husband, uh, passed away of colon cancer. I understand. It. Very, very sad stuff. Right. But you can tell us about it. You don't have to show us having a pipe shut up, shoved up your ass on national fucking. I'm eating my eggs and I'm watching Katie Couric take a pipe up her ass. The fuck? And then she throws it to Al with the weather. You know, it's a learning experience. Do you remember that Didn't video? You learn? No, I want to see it. Oh, now. it's awful. I wonder if it's on YouTube. I mean, you, you see, I, I remember the fucking. <laughs> let me let me try to get this right. There was a shot of her laying on a gurney, right? Okay. And she's it's she's facing the camera, right? And you see her face, and then there's like a sheet over her hip, right? And you see the guy, the doctor in the background, you know, with the pipe like. <laughs> Extending it no into way. her, yeah. And then he's looking at a monitor, and then you see the inside of Katie Couric's a hole. I'm like, what? <laughs> you didn't find that hot? You didn't get turned on seeing seeing uh, Katie Couric's anus. And now Al with the weather. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, in I don't her. get it. Oh, I see. Get it. We're inside her calling. Yeah. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find first ever live. TV it should. Be, it was the first. That's, Come on. That's the, yeah, first. Who's ever going to do that? You don't want to be the second on that one. Well, <laughs> you don't want to be number two. Get it? No one's ever going to do it again. She's going to be the first and the last. Congratulations. Well, hey, listen, she's the pioneer and the last of its kind. I guess she's got the most trusted ass in America. <laughs> colonoscopy live on the air this morning this as you know can be a life-saving procedure and he wait she did it again this is the early show wait this isn't he's getting prepped she was on the today show and she did it i thought Presbyterian is this not her then why are we getting so off track? that's just about one mile from our studio <laughs> wait is this and not her no i don't i don't know why what i don't know yeah yeah i'll turn it down you can find it if you find it you find it I don't know. <laughs> well, you're going to hear your Anderson Cooper getting beat. Oh, yeah. This is what I want to say. That's, that's where. <laughs> There's Anderson Cooper on the streets of uh, Cairo, right? Don't worry. 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 Don't worry.
He's in there somewhere. Now the sounds. Now the sounds of Anderson getting mobbed. So there he is, getting beat up. Boom. Oh, there's Anderson right there. That's his whitehead. He just got pushed. Now the guys are punching him. He's getting tackled. And now he's running away. What, a f- what anarchy over there. Oh, he just got punched. Did you see that? Wow. Why? He wasn't even talking about anything. Why were they going against it? They're they just hate addiction. At, just going after Americans. <laughs> we hate your damn diction. <laughs> Stop pronouncing things perfectly. Hey, calm down. Calm down. He's telling an entire rioting mob to calm down. Mr. Fucking Whitehair. Joey Whitehair. Joey Whitehair in the middle of Cairo. Everybody else has dark skin and black hair. Yeah, you're not yeah, standing you stand out. Him in his fucking Gap outfit. Have <laughs> you ever a fucking tie in or something? got his sweatshirt on. You know the other guy who pisses me off when he does the man on the street thing and never changes his outfit? Oh. Fucking Jay Leno. He's always in that damn jean shirt. That's true. <laughs> you're a goddamn millionaire. Change it up. Oh, that was it. That was yeah, Anderson intense. Cooper. Every, every time Anderson Cooper's like, you know, when he goes to Haiti, he goes to these locations to broadcast from some sort of report or whatever, uh, some major disaster story. He's like d- dressing in the latest fashions from either Old Navy, Abercrombie and Fitch, or The Gap. He's wearing those like tight fitting, uh, like kind of, I don't know, they the. They look old kind of shirts, but do you know they're brand new? The yeah. retro shirts. He's always wearing a okay, chump. Stop. Hey, finally, I found some video of Katie Kirk. Oh, here's Katie Kirk with her colonoscopy. I give you what you need. I give you, no, I give you what you need. Of course she's going to give her what she needs. Once a needle is in, you can get more. You see it? Yeah, more of this. When you start uh, babbling uh, senselessly, okay, we know that we're If I try okay. to pick you up, please. <laughs> she's lying on the gurney. I guess they're coming in. They're going to do it. You're going to get a little groggy. There, there, here she is. Here's her face. Relaxing. There's her face. She's turned over on the gurney sideways. I'm a little nervous. Ass sure. pointing towards the doctor. Is she, she going like, to drop ass? How do you feel? She's going to take a nice pipe in the ass. Very lethargic. By the way, whoever gets a pipe in the ass is wearing that much. I've never seen somebody wear so much makeup who's going to get a pipe in their ass. The that's pretty much, that's, that's horror that level. You're having a little trouble getting out some of your words, so we know you're right. sedated. And there's the inside of her ass. Awesome. This is fucking great. This is what I'm watching. I don't know. What is this? Look at Katie Kirk's asshole. This is so weird. Is it? It always makes me want to vomit. Look, they're all watching her asshole. This is, dude. Mind you, this is like eight thirty. This is the hot. This is like the hottest fucking story they ran that day. It was like eight thirty in the prime time spot. Katie Kirk's asshole. So you look at the guy working the pipe. You see him working the pipe behind her? <laughs> He's working the pipe, all right. And there's Katie scratching her chin as she gets a pipe up her ass. Once your headlights get up to it, you realize that it's clear. Unbelievable. I understand it's important, but I don't want to see my news anchor. God damn, this is nasty. Thinking about it, like, this is her asshole. Ah! It's Katie Kirk. <laughs> That's reassuring, Dr. Ford. Thank you for sharing that point. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go. 
I can't go anywhere near this. Oh my god! Katie Kirk's asshole. Yeah, unhot. That was like I don't know how many years ago that was. It was like four years ago. So yeah, in case anyone wants to see it, I'll put it up in the uh, chat room. Katie Kirk getting a colonoscopy. A colonoscopy. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Fuck. That's nasty. That's just awful. What's worse, getting beat up in Egypt or having a colonoscopy? I mean, she was in a freaking production meeting going, you know what, guys? How about uh, a team player? You know, I'm the I'm the head head uh, anchor on this show. It's my show because at her time, at you know during this time, it was her show. Matt Lauer was just a new kid on the block. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm a chick. You know, I kind of have that sex appeal now. Uh, yeah, let's show the people the inside of my ass. Why not? Eight thirty slot right after Aldo's the weather. <laughs> And uh, Ann Curry's done with her update of horse shit. <laughs> Even Ann Curry's getting old now. And they got Meredith Vieira. You ever seen Meredith Vieira on uh, HD? <laughs> I'm just thinking about Meredith like, Vieira in HD looks like she's been dead for six years. I'm just thinking about like just the, the segments of the show. You got Al Roker's weather, the Katie Curry's colonoscopy, and they go to like Lou Berman's World of Sports. Yeah. <laughs> Or they throw it to uh, Willard Scott with uh, the schmuckers. And yeah. <laughs> schmuckers. Who's turning 102? I think that's the only thing. Schmuckers is never advertised on anything else other than Willard Scott. Yeah. Willard Scott has that owned. Schmuckers. It has to be old. Is that their slogan? I think so. <laughs> it's jelly, isn't it? Preserves like yeah, they gotta use on those. People, that was people. probably the greatest half hour of television in the history of fucking television. Oh my god! Al doing the weather, Katie's asshole, uh, the inside of Katie's asshole, and then they throw it to Willard, who's doing the hundred year old, whoever turned a hundred. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, that is too fucking funny. Oh, imagine that! Imagine seeing Katie Kurt's asshole. Uh. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, yeah, look, donate to this organization. I just noticed that someone pointed this. Derek Adams waiting this out in the chat room. You can make a donation to this person? I tell you what, seeing the inside of Katie's asshole. You know? It's kind of worth like 100 bucks. Something. Yeah, it's worth 100 bucks. <laughs> I feel like I know her now. Really? Yeah, you had a little personal time with her. How did she let that happen? Why would and, she- and it's on YouTube for, like, all eternity now. It's educational. I guess. It's still the inside of your asshole. Now, they need to show it from the outside. How come it's okay to see the inside of an asshole, but you can't see the outside of an asshole? Right. You want to see the doors opening. Is that what you're saying? Like, why Why can't you? What? I don't know. In actuality, I think the inside is probably more grotesque than the outside. I, I tell you what, if I saw the outside of her ass, yeah. it probably would have made me vomit. It would have? It wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. But the inside... <laughs> yeah. You know what travels through them? I'm offended. They showed the inside of Katie Kirk's ass. Yeah. I'm offended. I wonder if they did get... Whatever. Who gives a crap? It was four years ago. Something years ago. Somebody started Anderson Cooper. Literally, yeah. We started out with Anderson Cooper. Anderson Pooper. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, whatever's going on in Egypt, what's going on in Egypt? I don't know. It's a great... We're kind of relating the situation in Egypt to Katie Kirk's colonoscopy. In a way, I guess. It's a shitty situation. The only relations relations between these two things are something that happened on the TV (laughs) at some point. That's the only relation. It was on TV. I tell you what, I think the reason why 
all those people were mobbing Katie Kirk in uh, the square in Cairo. Yeah. It's because they probably watched this on YouTube. Yeah, they were offended. There is the broad who put the thing up her ass. Get her. It was against it's against everything they believe. They were offended. Fuck Mubarak and fuck Kirk. Fuck her in her ass. <laughs> Anus. Anus. Yeah, pretty crazy stuff going over on Egypt. I don't even know what's going on. It's making for a nice TV show because it's always updating and it's like watching a marathon or something. I hate to keep on with this Katie Kirk thing, but someone left a comment. Did she seriously say, I have a pretty little colon? Did Katie Kurt actually say that? Pretty little colon. She's a whore. Yeah, she likes it. Fucking dirty little whore. <laughs> dirty little whore. I don't get it. How many, well, I'm going to start watching the fucking you start watching CBS Evening News now. Yeah. Katie. Kirk and all. Yeah. She ain't going to be going online anymore. Imagine that. She's fucking, I'm going to watch that tomorrow. I'm going to make a point to watch the CBS Evening News I don't even know if that's what it's called, but I'm going to watch it with Katie Kirk, whatever she's doing. And I'm going to watch it tomorrow going, I saw the inside of your asshole. Yeah, take that. And I'm not going to hear one thing she says. <laughs> just because I'm going to be thinking that the entire time. <laughs> I don't want to see a Chinese guy now taking it in the ass. Now Rock is just playing clips of people <laughs> taking it in the ass. Taking it in the it's not taking it in the ass. I want a colonoscopy done. Yeah, we're gonna have to get that done. I'm gonna have to get that done in like six years. Fuck. Wow. I don't want somebody going up. You my might ass. like it. By the way, speaking oh. of, uh, you know, Steve O's coming on the radio show. Yeah. I was I couldn't sleep on Saturday night, so I just flicked on the TV. Yeah. First thing that pops on my TV when I turn it on yeah. is Johnny Knoxville getting a finger up the ass on Comedy Central. That's like a like I literally saw it. Wow. It was the first thing oh, I saw. Oh, it was late saw. at night? Was it late at night? Yeah, it was yeah. late at night, and it was like 2 in the morning. Yeah. And I see just Steve all laughing, and literally, I was like, oh my God. That, nothing, Jack has, Jackass has made me throw up more than any other TV show I've ever seen. Did you see movie. 3D? No, I haven't seen 3D. Oh, anymore. we're going to have to watch it. We're going to have to watch it. Is it good? Um, yeah, it's really good, but you were fucking, fucking oh. puke my your ass yeah. off. I mean, constantly, there's th- like Wild Boys and... Those shows have made me vomit, like just want to puke. Well, I mean, I was watching that thing, and I'm half asleep watching this because I'm, you know, I'm tired. I'm just trying to fucking fall asleep to TV, and I'm Steve O's puking, and I'm starting to up chuck a little bit watching it. I just like, oh god, but I can't stop watching it. There was this one one stunt in 3D. Fucking, they had the, yeah, there's like a big fat dude, yeah, and they had him running a treadmill. But they wrapped his whole body in plastic so the sweat would stay in. But they kind of had it like a little contraption so it would funnel towards the crack of his made, ass. They made somebody drink it. Steve O drank it. <laughs> drank the sweat out of his ass. I was watching something the other day on, when I was up late. It was called the Cajun Obstacle Course. Oh boy. Where they freaking, they literally, they're in like know, prison outfits. They're, they're, I think they had to like crawl through an alligator pit with alligators in it, getting bit by alligators, shot with paintballs, crawl through a pigsty with pigs and shit and all that stuff, and and and, and they had to go through all this other gross crap. And at the end, if you wanted to win, this is gonna make me puke. And I, I'm a hypocrite for puking. They had to drink. I can't even explain it. They had to drink a spitter. Oh! A guy's chewing tobacco. Uh, <laughs> this is coming from a spitter. It's a guy's chewing, uh, chewing. 
I can't even explain it. It was so disgusting. And that's what I was doing. Bam Margera won. And I think uh, fucking Steve O got up to the end. He's like, fuck, I want to lose. <laughs> you know? Was, oh, that is just cross, it was ridiculous, dude. It was ridiculous. Fucking hey. And then I was like watching Mike Judge, the guy we love to come on this radio show. We, we modeled this radio show behind uh, his movie Idiocracy. I see him on Jackass with a, uh, with a uh, fireplace like Billow that blows the air. Up a yeah. fat dude's ass, and he was blowing air up the guy's ass. Mike Judge! I'm like, he can't do our show. We gotta I, get him somehow. Yeah, he'll be a good... He's an interesting dude. Very quiet, though. I don't know if he can make for a good radio interview. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll do a break. Steve-O's gonna be calling him momentarily. So let's squeeze in a break. We'll come back with uh, some other shit and Steve-O. All right, back right at this. Hey, there's Jay. Fucking 22 days deep. Fresh off the wagon, motherfuckers. And I am lunaticradio.com. It's lunaticradio.com. Hey, this is Trina Michaels, and you're listening to lunaticradio.com. It's lunaticradio.com. Rocket's going to read you some trivia questions about Las Vegas. Now, if you get any of these questions wrong, I will get zapped, Trina. Okay, here's an interesting one. That's a little bit more government-related. <laughs> Great. I'm <laughs> fucked. Hey! Sorry, Trina. All right. About 86% of the land in Nevada is owned by the federal government. True or false? 86. 86. That's a lot. That is a lot of percent. Is that... Is 86% of it owned by the federal government? True or false? I know that a lot of it is deserty stuff. Um, I want to say true. Damn it again! Yes! Right. Here we go! Oh. So you got one more to go. If Trina gets it wrong and gets zapped, she gets it right. I'm in the clear until I say those three magical words. So go ahead. (laughs) The statue of Caesar in front of Caesar's palace is 21 feet tall. No idea, but I'll say true. Fuck! You're wrong! Twenty feet tall. Twenty-one was wrong. Oh. It's twenty. Holy crap! I tell you what, Brock is hitting level one on the doggy zapper. There are four levels. Level one Ooh. is excruciating. Four would kill you. Four would rip my head off. Uh, wow, Trina, thank you so much for torturing you. Are you welcome? Trina, real quick, do you have anything to plug? By the way, the last since the last. Oh, time- you said it. Oh, Hey, Karen. This is Sean from Key Largo, and this is for you, buddy. I'm smoking some weed. And taking a big old dirty shit for Lunatic Radio. Later, bitches. Wait a 
minute. Did you say you have a new Facebook page? Yes. Whoa, tell us about it. Facebook.com slash Lunatic Radio. Look, Rock, you speak over me when we're doing the promo. I realize we were doing it. I really, I actually believe you. Are you saying Facebook.com slash Lunatic Radio for everything Lunatic Radio that I want on Facebook? Yeah. Whoa. Updates on shows. Updates on shows. And, and new stuff. And new stuff. And when Rock wants to tell you he's blowing a load, he'll tell you about it on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Lunatic Radio. That's right! Wow! Yes! Sign me up today! Whippy! For a limited time only, you can also receive... Uh, jizz in the face? Facebook.com slash Lunatic Radio. Comedy, beer, smut, talk. It's lunaticradio.com. What up, everybody? Lunaticradio.com show. Yo! Kia Rock. Looking at Christina Aguilera in New York Post today. You would still take her. Absolutely. It kind of makes her more attractive that she's a booze hound. That's what I'm reading on the New York Post. She's a booze hound. Who would you take, Fergie or Christina Aguilera? Oh, ooh, that's a tough one. Because they both have a... Uh, which one's older? I think Aguilera's older. I think. I'll go with the nerd. Nergie, then. I'll go with Fergie. I don't know. Which one would look better naked? Christina Aguilera or Fergie? I think Fergie. Aguilera had the kid, right? They're not like both drop... This is where people are just going to go, shut the fuck up, asshole. Uh, They're not like natural beauties. Either one. True. Would you say? I'd agree. Because they both... They got great... Like, I don't know. I think, you know... Fergie's definitely got a bigger body, I think. But I, I feel like I feel like Aguilera is more of a problem, which is a good thing. A problem's a good thing. I mean, she's nasty, dirty, into freak shit in the bed. That is Fergie without makeup on. All right, I'm definitely going with Aguilera. Well, hold on, let's see Give me some seen. non-Aguilera face makeup crap. Let me see. Let's see what they have. Uh... And I'm glad she doesn't know the fucking national anthem. Oh, say, can you what? Who gives a fuck? I don't think that's how it goes. I'm done. Aguilera, out. Let's see. Come on. By the way, if you play some of the audio from Fergie singing yesterday, she does sound like uh, RuPaul. (laughs) She sounds like RuPaul singing. If you saw her, if you heard her sing Sweet Child of Mine yesterday, sound like a tranny. Sorry if you're a Fergie fan. I think Will I Am's more of a chick. Than Fergie. That's not really good. By the way, picture. I was just five seconds ago talking about which one I bang. <laughs> five seconds ago. That's how fucking quick, quick turnaround. Quick turnaround on this one. All right, give me some Aguilera. I'm going with that. See, that's old Aguilera, though. If oh, you're going to go with old Aguilera, like 23 years old, fucking A, I'm going with Aguilera. All right, hold on. Let's see, see if I can find this. You know what? This is how I'll make my judgment. Fergie at 23, because I can remember her at 23, and I can remember Aguilera at 23. I'm going with Aguilera. Oh, is that her? <laughs> God, this is a tough one. <laughs> Rock keeps on showing me great pictures of them and bad pictures of them. Eish. And if I could talk, that would be pictures of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't have the diction of Anderson Cooper. By the way, Anderson Cooper's into two dictions. What are you trying to say? Hello? He likes the cock. He likes the cock. Are you, are you making allegations? I think. I'm just saying. What? what? TMZ said it, not me. Oh. They take pictures. Oh, wow. oh, my God. <laughs> Here's a fucking question you would never want to answer. Brooke Hogan or Hillary Duff? Oi. <laughs> just none of the above on that one. is yeah. unattractive. Doesn't uh, Brooke Hogan play linebacker for the Packers? She, she's a guy. Isn't that guy with the hair? Matthews. Is that Clay Matthews? <laughs> They're not the same person. <laughs> Brooke Hogan is. Oh, hopefully, somebody asked him that at Media Day during the food <laughs> Super Bowl week. Are you Brooke Hogan? <laughs> Are you Brooke Hogan? Let me see if I can find Brooke Hogan. No makeup. That has got to be a scary sight. Brooke Hogan, no makeup. Let's see. In a bikini with no makeup. Makeup really changes the way... Uh, really, it's... What's the matter? No, nothing. I'm just... Oh, I got worried because you got a buzz. Yeah, no, there's pointless emails. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll go with Aguilera. Can you play some of Fergie yesterday from the oh, Super yeah. Bowl halftime yeah, singing Sweet Child of Mine? Because she does sound like a tranny. And then, Rock, I want you to make a judgment on which one you would bank because I'm I'm at a loss. I, I guess if I'm going to base it on track record, that's all I have to go. That's where I have to go with this one. I have to base it on track record. Who was hotter when they were younger? I'm going to go with Aguilera. Was hotter when she was younger. Plus, you're smaller. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. I'd do the same thing. Can't She's wait. like Aguilera is like that type you could just throw around. She's very light. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't really like talking about whom we're going to... I'm never going to tap either one of these fucking chicks. I don't even have a laptop that works, so I can't even I do don't. it virtually. <laughs> oh, I got a call coming yeah, in. Here it is. Let's ask him about this. Caller, you're on the air. What's up, man? Steve-o. steve Yo! Welcome to the uh, lunaticradio.com show. It's Kieran and Rock in New York. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Sorry I'm a little late. Oh, it's not too bad, dude. Yeah, I, was call, I was supposed to call in five minutes ago, for God's sakes. Yeah, really? Yeah, you, damn it, you're too late, Steve-O. We got to let you go. <laughs> we got a cat that could bounce on a ball. Got to go. Hey, what, what kind of radio are we on right now? Well, let me uh, fill you in on the conversation we were just having two seconds ago. Uh, we were trying to figure out which one, which chick we would bang, and this is completely pointless because we were just filling time from waiting for you to call in. Christina Aguilera or Fergie? Because they were both at the Super Bowl yesterday, and neither one of them was really looking that good. Um, I, you know, I was treating myself to a bath when the <laughs> halftime show came on, and and, I, and and you know, I didn't really think I cared about the black eyed peas, but then I was sitting in the bathtub, and, I, and from my vantage point, I could not see the TV. And then um, the, the halftime show started, and I thought, you know, I've got to see what Fergie looks like. I was just curious, because I don't find her that attractive in general. Right. So I got out of the bathtub, I'm, you know, like uh, tromping around with, with getting everything wet and whatever, whatever and, I, and I go over to the TV, and I thought Fergie looked pretty good compared to what she normally looks like. You know what, though? Um, go ahead. 
Yeah, I thought that uh, I thought Fergie looked better than uh, I expected. And uh, Christina Aguilera historically has been a sexy chick, but she just rubs me the wrong way. Everything about her. Really, I, I would I would think Christina Aguilera. And we're talking to Steve O on the LunaticRadio.com dot com show. Uh, I would think Christina Aguilera in the sack though has got to be a, a sure, fr- yeah. like a dirty motherfucker. That's what I'm saying, Steve O. <laughs> How are you getting that? Yeah. I, uh, just because she rubs me the wrong way doesn't mean that I wouldn't love to have sex with her. <laughs> True. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> no, enough. No, no, no. We totally. No, but, you know. I, I'm just saying, you know, I wouldn't go buy her album. I would have a sex with her in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. All right, Steve-O, so now, uh, now Jackass, you had the 3D come out. Um, you know, we've been enjoying your work on Wild Boys over the years. Now you have uh, kind of taken a turn into stand-up comedy. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, if you want to call it a turn, um, it, it's really... Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like I've just brought what I do into comedy clubs, you know. Um, I, I'm doing stand-up and, uh, and, and a stunt show as well. Oh, it's, it's, so it's really, the, the best way to describe it is a, it's a variety show. Oh, that's cool. I that, dig it. That's, that's the thing yeah. I wanted to know, because I, I wasn't sure, because I, I, would, I would look on your website, and you say you're going to do gigs here and there at these certain clubs, and I'm like, is he doing stand-up? Mm. You know, because I, I mean, I am doing stand up. Yeah, I am doing stand up, and I first got into that um, over four years ago, and uh, I, I love doing it, man. You know, I remember the very first time I ever did it. Uh, somebody invited me to come down to the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, and they said, "Yeah, man, uh, come on down and get on stage and do something crazy. It'll be awesome." So I, I showed up and I walked in. I looked around. And I thought, you know, the craziest thing I could possibly do would be to get on that stage and try stand-up comedy. So I sort of sat around, and I thought, man, what's funny, what's funny? And, I, you know, like, while I waited for it to become my turn, I uh, just, you know, I don't know, I came up with some stuff. I got on stage, and I threw it out there, and people laughed at it. And uh, you could say I got hooked right away, you know? Yeah. Um, it, was, it was only really a hobby of mine for, uh, you know, kind of an on-and-off hobby. Um, for for quite a while there, but uh, but yeah, man, I'm really doing it now. You know, uh, I love it. Yeah, I got to imagine when when you, will, when you go into a club because. I mean, everybody, even when we mentioned the people that, you know, you were going to call into the radio show today. I mean, people from all walks of life who have watched you on Jackass and on, on Wild Boys, they just like get, I don't know, like a smile comes to their face. Like literally my dad, who's like 63, knows who you are and he has no business watching what, what you guys do on Jackass, but he enjoys <laughs> you. You know, it, it, people from all walks of life love what you guys do on, the, on those shows. So I got to imagine when you go into a club, you're already gonna you're, you're, when you walk up on stage, the crowd's gonna automatically love you. So that's gonna be kind of kind of freeing and allow you to relax and do whatever you do, whether it's you're blowing flames off your head or doing jokes. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think Jackass generally sort of defies demographics, and that's because uh, even old ladies slow down to gawk at accidents in the road. And uh, that's all Jackass really is, is just accidents on a movie screen. So um, I think in the same way, it's, it's kind of uh, universally appealing. But, uh, you know, there's more to it than that. And um, certainly uh, I'm fortunate to, um, to be in a position where people already know who I am, 
and uh, and they're generally you know rooting for me, which is another thing that uh, I'm really lucky to have. Um, you know, I like uh, and I go around, and a lot of people talk to me about um, about Charlie Murphy and how he started out as you know with like a name, but not as much uh, experience in uh, in stand up, and he kind of figured it out as he went. Um, I suppose I can relate to that a little bit, but uh, the good news is that, uh, I mean, I don't know, I mean, I, all the, the stories and jokes that I tell on stage are all 100% true, and I think that that lends itself to, uh, you know, to, to be fascinating, kind of, and I, I'm completely shameless in what I'm willing to admit. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I was at, I just had a I just had a a, a, a meeting with these merchandise people because uh, everyone's telling me the whole time they're like, dude, you're out of your mind to not be selling merchandise because I, I like before I do my last stunt at the at my shows, I tell uh, I tell the crowd that I insist on being available to each and every one of them that wants a picture with me. And uh, and I really I won't leave my show until I've taken a picture with everybody that wants one. Um, so you know, like they just kind of make a line. You know, there's all these people, and like all the the people at the club are like, "Dude, are you kidding me? You're you're serious? You're doing this, and you're not selling anything?" So uh, I don't know if I'm going to start selling merch or not. But um, they were like, "What would you want your shirt to say?" And I was like, "I don't know, man. Maybe just Stevo." Small, crooked, and quick. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of my, uh, a lot of my, um, I've had a lot of ridiculous things happen to me, but, um, you know, when I, when it, it's just, it's, I really have a pretty small wiener, and it's super crooked from jacking <laughs> off so much, and, and, uh, and I, I come so fast, it's utterly ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I have that and, uh, What, Steve? What's your go-to? What's your go-to porn? Like, what's like the guaranteed? Oh, work? what's my 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 uh, my main squeeze is Spankwire.com. Spankwire, <laughs> Spankwire, no shit. I used to go there. Yeah. You know what's fucked up? And I, I get I, I get skeeved not- out. Here's the thing. I don't know if this this happens with you, but like I'll, I'll sometimes I'll come into the studio and I'll mention The Rock that I've watched a certain porno, and he'll go watch it like the same clip, and now that ruins the clip for me. Like I can't watch the same porn that he watches. So now that I know that you're going to Spankwire, I'm going to go somewhere else. Uh, I'm, I'm going to Dick House. <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, what? <laughs> Yeah, I gotta go somewhere else because now that I know that you're probably watching the same clips I'm watching, it kind of ruins it for me. Because I really like to throw myself yeah. into the porno and feel like I'm there. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm frustrated with that. Well, why does everybody have such a big dick in porno, man? I, I do not get that. <laughs> like, uh, I don't understand it at all, man. Like, I'm watching a guy get a blowjob, and the guy's dick is so big that the chick's not even able to suck the part of it that I want to see sucked, you know? <laughs> like, it it kind of drives me nuts, man. Like, um, it's not like, I, I just, I, I wish that they, they had, like, a, a porno site called smalldicks.com. Yes. And, uh, yeah, go to any Chinese I would be, like, way more into that. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I would actually uh, be thrilled with smalldicks.com. Not not that I like want to see small cuts, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I, if I watch a guy with a small hammer bang somebody, yeah. I can totally put myself into that scene. I, yeah. can, I can get into the yeah, zone. For sure, man. And like, and like, I have no time whatsoever for lesbian porn. You know, like, I really, I have got to have cock in my porn. <laughs> and I say that in a totally not gay way. Oh, I get you. You know, I just. The, the simple fact is that lesbian porno is like a skateboard video with just footage of ramps and nobody riding them. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it's like, give me something to relate to over here. Like, show me something happening. Yeah. Do you go with, like, do you, do you want, when you're porno, Steve-O, uh, do you just want, like, a man and a woman, or do you like kind of like the Belladonna-type porno where she's incorporating, like, bat? Yeah, living room lampshades and shit. I don't care about that, man, but I do love a triple blowjob. No. Wow. Ugh. That's like, that's like an alley-oop do you like Do you like the chicks when they, like, they, they spit on the hammer and shit, and they're, like, drooling and... Yeah, I, I don't, I don't much care about, about all that theatrics, but I love to see, like, uh, two or three chicks sucking the same dong, you know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, hey, Steve, I, I couldn't help but over here. Did you say you were going to Dick House? Dick House, yeah. Yeah, you're on your way there. So you, you, you still, you got, you guys. I'm actually. I'm, I'm standing outside the entrance to Dick House right now. Holy shit! So are you? I guess you guys are still doing work and stuff, like uh, maybe more jackass. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually got a book coming out. Um, and on June seventh, uh, I've got my my autobiography comes out, and um, tomorrow is my last day to submit photos for it. So uh, I'm swinging by over here, and they've got a bunch of uh, photos for my photo section. Oh, cool! Which uh, which is which is pretty cool. Any dickhead didn't even ask the title of my book. Well, what is the title <laughs> of the book, Steve O? It's called Professional Idiot, a memoir. <laughs> and it'll be on June seventh. Yeah, man, it's a real, uh, it's a real like good balance between like, like hilarious, ridiculous, tragic, fucking, you know, like mm. heartwarming. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, like it's really like I've been working on it for so long, man, and. Uh, it's uh, it's really my baby, man. I can't wait for it to come out. Mm. During those days of, uh, obviously, you're still filming some jackass. Uh, we got like the three point five coming out or something like that in April, right? Uh, during 3. those five, yeah, yeah. During those days when you were filming and you're on set, and you're on location, whatever. I got to imagine there were days you woke up and go, you know what? F- I don't want to fucking do this today. <laughs> I don't want to be shot somewhere into a lake. I don't want to be blasted with paintballs. I don't want to be. <laughs> There were days like that, right? right. Yeah, some days, uh, like, um, we have a tendency to be braver than other days. But, um, you know, that's, uh, that's you know, what you're describing right there is the ideal day. You know, uh, if everybody was, like, gung-ho about it and, like, rock on, yeah, cool, let's do it, then, like, there wouldn't be anything really interesting about it, I don't think. Um, you like to see a guy kind of, you like to, you like that little sense of conflict going on. Yeah. Yeah. That was that yeah. one scene in uh, in Jackass 3D where they put you in the uh, fucking porta potty and you were just totally against it. And you could definitely see you trying to fight from going yeah. in there. Yeah, I can imagine if you were really thrilled to do that, that would be kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. I mean, I guess it's different because, like, Knoxville's always really thrilled to get in the bull ring. And I have no idea why, but he's always pretty jazzed about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I enjoy those fucking scenes, and I I was watching something the other night, and I was just I couldn't fall asleep, so I flicked on uh, Comedy Central, and all of a sudden I see the first thing I see is is Knoxville getting a finger up his ass, and and, and Steve all laughing at it, but then I see uh, it was like outtakes from I think uh, Jackass Two, and then you guys somehow got right, Mike right, Judge. Right. You got somehow got Mike Judge, the creator of Office Space and Idiocracy, uh, into the mix with the Jackass Boys and uh, the big guy. You, you, you're blowing air up his ass so he could fart and yeah, <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that, yeah, that that that, that was pretty highbrow. <laughs> yeah, well, to get Mike Judge to do something like that was pretty yeah, fucking. We were impressive. trying for like the past like half year to try yeah. to get him on, and you get him blowing ass. It's up funny a- that you guys. It's funny that you would credit Mike Judge as idiotic. He's, it's Beavis and Butthead, you know I mean? Oh, yeah. For God's sake. Well, here's the thing. On our radio show, we have uh, literally, I don't know, it's like the underlying theme. Yeah. That movie, Idiocracy, is the underlying theme for our radio show. It's just utter nonsense and, and, and the world's coming to an end type. Uh, and we see, we see so many things in the world that kind of relate that we could see down the road. Like, yep. You know, Mike Judge saw it in that movie, so we kind of, in a lot of ways, relate that movie to uh, things. This chick has been begging me to come over and watch Idiocracy with me. And uh, I, and, and I, I'm, I'm kind of, like, into watching it, but the thing is that the chick tells me that she's a sex addict, you know? <laughs> and, like, and I'm like, well, fuck, you know, what am I supposed to do? Sit there and, like, not start jacking off, you know? <laughs> like, like I, I don't know how to do that. You know, like a chick said, if a chick, you know, if you, if you try and like hook up with a chick and like she says, like, no, I'm not into that. Like, of course, you respect that. You know, no means no. But no does not mean I'm not allowed to rub my wiener. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and like, <laughs> so that's just like my move, you know? I just start jacking up. But now, like, I'm feeling like this chick's like a sex addict, so that's like somehow mean, you know? So I've I've been like... I don't know. Maybe I'll watch Idiocracy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should really check out the movie. No, it's a good watch. Dude, if, if there's a, sec- yeah. a girl who's a sex addict inviting me over, I'm over there very quickly. Yeah, really? <laughs> With my... Yeah. I, Sans pants. I know, but it's... A- I know it's it's weird, you know. Like, let's say if like you know if somebody was an alcoholic, like when I was drinking, uh, I would have no problem drinking with an alcoholic, you know. But now I have like kind of a different take on all that, you know. Right. Yeah, but is se- so I don't is, know. is sex addiction? I can I you know people tell me it's an addiction, and I understand it because I've heard the stories about the people who like rub themselves out fucking hundred times a day, and that's kind of freaky. But a chick being a sex addict. I don't know, it's fucking such a, it's kind of a turn-on to me. <laughs> kind of a turn-on. It's a major on. turn-on. Yeah. It's an, it's an absolute turn-on. Yeah. Is she, the, is she the hot? One time, the one time she came, yeah, she's hot, yeah. The one time she came over before, um, I jacked off, but then I felt bad about it after. <laughs> you felt guilty about it. <laughs> I'm sorry for blowing that load. I know you got a problem with the load thing and you're really addicted to it. I'm sorry. I'm Steve-O. <laughs> Part of my act. Yeah. I'm Steve-O, and you've been punked. 
All right, Steve. I know we won't keep you from your meeting at uh, Dick House the there. Book for the book again. So, what was the name of the book again? Cool, man. It's called Professional Idiot, a memoir. Very cool. <laughs> it's due out June 7th, and then you got the 3.5, Jack S 3.5 in April. Uh, Steve-O, we yeah. love you, dude. Uh, the America, America loves you. We've seen you go uh, from the top of the world you know, down to the bottom on that MTV show, and we're glad to see you yeah. doing well. And good luck with the stand-up, and uh, don't blow yourself up on stage. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I kind of do, but, uh, but it's, it's all good, man. I'm still, I'm still going. Hey, man, I really appreciate your guys' time, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, no problem. Thank, Thank you, Steve-O. There he goes. All right, man. Later, guys. Later. See ya. There's Steve-O, everybody, on the LunaticRadio.com show. Uh, yeah, we got to do a break because I believe uh, I, I, the producer and cinematographer for Deadliest Catch called me on my cell phone as I was talking to Steve-O. So oh, I gotta look listen, at you. I got to listen to that message. Look at you. And uh, we'll do a break. We'll come back and uh, some other stuff. Steve-O was good, man. That was great. I wish I had more time with him, though. Yeah, we probably do because I probably said, oh, I got to cancel tonight. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I just got off the phone with Steve-O. All right. All right. We'll take a break. Come back more after this. I will do the fucking spot right now. I am Steve-O, and this is... <laughs> no, dude. I'm Steve-O, and, this, and I am fucking lunatic radio, dude. <laughs> it's lunaticradio.com. Women are stupid and I don't respect them. That's right, I just have sex with them. Show me your genitals. Your genitals. What? Show me your genitals. Genitalia! Show me your genitals. Your genitals. What? Show me your genitals. Genitalia! You're talking to me about stuff. Why? I'd rather see your titties. Now you're talking about other stuff. Why? I'd much rather see your titties. I can't have sex with your personality And I can't put my penis in your college degree And I can't shove my fist in your childhood dreams So why are you sharing all this information with me? It's not sexist cause I'm saying it in a song That's right bitch, now take off your thong And show me your genitals Your genitals What? Show me your genitals Your genitalia Show me your genitals Your genitals What? Show me your genitals Your genitalia Knock, knock, who's there? It's me, wondering why you're not naked. Knock, knock, who's there? Me again, still wondering why you're not naked. I want to see your bum, I don't care what you say. No, I don't have feelings, cause feelings are gay. Something, something in the month of May. Bitches love my penis, cause it's really big. Girls' brains are much stupider than men's are. So they should always listen to us, cause we're smart. Women are only good for three things. Cooking, cleaning, and vaginas. Show me your genitals. Your genitals. What? Show me your genitals. Your genitalia. Show me your genitals. Your genitals. What? Show me your genitals. Your genitalia. I can give good sex to you. Cause I'm really good at sex. I can give good sex to you. Cause I'm really good at sex. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Shake your bums. 
I'm out of here. I gotta go have sex with a lot of girls. This is a nice limo. Yes, it is. Now suck my c- <laughs> Just kidding. Miss some of the live show? Be sure to check us out on iTunes and download the show located in the podcast directory under comedy. That's Lunatic Radio iTunes podcast comedy category. Because we're... F- That's lunaticradio.com forward slash iTunes to download the show. And now back to the show. Lunaticradio.com What up, everybody? Steve-O is good. Yeah. Steve-O.com is his website, by the way. You get all of his uh, tour dates. He'll be, uh, you know, he's traveling around the country doing his variety show, as he calls it. So, uh, going to be calling in momentarily is Doug Stanley, director of cinematography and uh, producer for Discovery Channel's Deadliest Catch. I believe they're in production. Doug has uh, worked on 71 episodes. For the show, so I'm sure he's got a lot of stories about that program. I mean, if you've never seen The Deadliest Catch, it's you know the show on Discovery where they uh, they follow the guys who catch the king crab there in the uh, the Bering Sea in Alaska. I think so. Yeah, it's a rough job, one of the tough jobs, toughest jobs out there. Uh, and dangerous as hell in the cold weather, uh, freezing temperatures, uh, ice, and they, and they work. They're constantly on that boat. And no internet! Yeah, they're not like... You don't go out and catch some crab and come back and then have uh, dinner with the wife. No. No. They're out on the boat for months on end in the freezing temperatures, working 30-hour shifts and uh, catching crab. You know, they they really don't get any time to sleep. You know, sickness, uh, you know, flus and all sorts of crap. And Doug is the one who's in charge of catching it on film. He actually is the one providing us with the pictures that we watch on each and every episode. So it's, I mean, that, I mean, not only filming, I mean, that's one of the toughest jobs ever. Most dangerous job. People die all the time. Boats get capsized in that sea. Sure. Wicked storms come through there. There oh, it is. Um, Let's see. There he is. Doug Stanley, everybody. Welcome to the show, Doug, from The Deadliest Catch. Well, how are you there? Hi, Doug. Hi, it's Kieran and Rock in New York. How are you, sir? Good, good. Uh, it's nice to be on air with you guys and say hello to all your viewers. Your uh, you guys don't have viewers; you have listeners. We have listeners. We're on the uh, we're on the radio. Yeah, Doug. I got to tell you, I am a huge fan of uh, the show Deadliest Catch on Discovery Channel. You are the man that brings us the images. Is that correct? Well, that's yeah, historically that's been true. You know, uh, I was with the original group. Uh, there were only seven of us when we began the series. Back then, it was called America's uh, Deadliest Season. We did a three-hour program, and that evolved into uh, Deadliest Catch, for which I was both uh, a producer and the series director of photography of the series. Now, uh, catching king crab in Alaska in those weather conditions—I mean, just watching. The show over all the all these years, I mean, it's just amazing what these guys do for a living. It's so goddamn dangerous, and 
but my thing is, I watch, I see you guys out there, and you guys are the ones filming it. You have a camera with you as he, as these guys are catching all this crab in these these horrible conditions. I'm thinking you guys have, you know, during that time period, at least have the toughest job in America. I mean, how how was it filming that show? Well, it's been one of the grand adventures of my life, most certainly. Um, you know, so far I got hit in the mouth with a crab pot, had all my upper teeth smashed in while I was 200-plus miles off sh- uh, shore. Wow. Um, I've uh, broken three of my ribs. I've cut my hand super severely and destroyed my right knee. But uh, other than that, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been a wild ride that I very much enjoyed. Wow, it's, it's um, unbelievable. I mean, uh, well, did you get the shots? <laughs> <laughs> Even after well, you break it, uh, you still got to hold that camera, right? Even after those teeth are shattered out of your mouth. Well, yeah, it's the case. I mean, on that particular trip where I had my mouth broken, you know, I had brought uh, antibiotics of my own on the trip just in case something happened. And fortunately, I had that with me because, you know, when you're that far at sea, you do not want to be helicoptered off. Not only is that, uh, you know, bad to have happen because it risks people's lives, but also, you know, the story ends when you leave the boat. So, you know, I had a lot of responsibility. I stayed on the boat, and there was a couple moments there where I thought I might perish as a result of the infection in my head. So there is a, a solid dedication to bringing home the story, that's for sure. Uh, unbelievable! Oh, That's it, it, it's nuts. I mean, when I watch the show, and I and over the years, I'm just like I'm fascinated by what these guys do for a living, and and it's it they're away from their families and yada yada yada. But then after you know, because you you watch and they're just they're catching crab, they're catching crab, they're catching crab. It, it becomes repetitive, and then I started thinking in my head, I'm like. You know, there's somebody there holding a camera right. this entire time. They're up with these guys when they're doing these 20-hour shifts, you know, and, and four hours sleep. They're, they, they constantly have a camera on these guys when they're getting seasick. I got to imagine the crews, the, you know, the, the guys working for Discovery, you yourself, Doug, obviously, as you just mentioned. Uh, it's got to be just painstaking, just capturing the story. You guys are really the story in a way. Well, yeah, you know, people have said that, and I certainly, you know, we become part of the story at times, but, you know, even in this brief time we've been talking, if you were in a room that was going up and down 25 feet and throwing itself violently from side to side, you'd be exhausted from simply this short period of time we spent together. But when you extrapolate that out into 30-hour shifts with three hours of sleep and then you wind it up into, you know, the 90 days a year we spend at sea, I, I tell you, it's it's maddening at times. The smallest task can become so big, and the exhaustion you face just simply trying to scarf your food down while you're sitting at the table, you're constantly fighting something. It's, it is a... It's a heck of an environment to try to make television in. Yeah. Well, how many guys uh, per boat, I mean, when you were there, how many guys per boat did you have filming and, and working for the, you know, the technical crew? Well, on the majority of the boats, we have two people. And that is uh, the, the boat's producer is in the wheelhouse uh, with the captain. And then we have somebody on the deck. On some boats, they switch back and forth. On um, some boats, they don't. Um, but, you know, there's there's an incredible camera platform on each boat. Uh, includes about 10 cameras per boat. 
four of them running full time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we have to maintain all that equipment as well as get the shot. And uh, it's a, a heck of a lot of work. And for the, fortunately, for about half of that time or more, I've been up in the wheelhouse in my surf trunks, uh, you know, strapped in and, you know, talking to the captain all the time to bring you those shots. So um, I love being out on the deck. It's a wild place to be. And there's times when everybody, uh, the crab fishermen in their shift and they go inside and I stand there by myself and I go, how can those guys go inside? It is fabulous out here. <laughs> and I really is. Is there, did we lose him? Is there? No, I'm still here. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it, it, it's just an amazing, amazing freaking show to watch. And, and it's amazing that you guys capture it. I mean, so so each each boat is rigged with, like, kind of security-type cameras that are stationary. So you can catch pretty much everything on the deck and what happens when you guys are maybe taking a nap. Yeah, that's correct. You know, essentially there is, uh, there are about 10 cameras on the boat. Uh, you know, there's constantly a camera that's filming the captain. Uh, that's a fixed camera. There's two, two cameras on the deck that are fixed as well that roll constantly. And then there's another camera that we can move from place to place that rolls as well. Um, those, just those cameras alone, if you consider that, sometimes we're shooting on as many as eight boats. If you took the hours of footage from those four cameras spread out across eight boats, the amount of footage collected by just those cameras, you know, fills a room sure. with videotape. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then we've got all the handheld cameras, and every camera we have has a backup camera because we tend to ruin a lot of equipment. And then... Um, in addition to that, we have specialty cameras and cameras we can put on poles to get those great underwater shots, the crowd pots coming up, and time-lapse cameras. And, and keep in mind, in addition to the eight vessels, we also have two helicopter teams or two teams with the Coast Guard and one land-based team that catches all those departures and arrivals. So it's a significant effort, and it, you know, we're shooting for about 90 days a year on the project. You know, it's, it's, you're saying all, all these different cameras on the boat with all those cameras. Like, where? I'm, I'm assuming that, that you're using some sort of tape format for these cameras, or, or a majority of these cameras. Well, we like to use videotape out there just because um, you know a lot of cameras nowadays shoot to hard drives, and sure. the last thing you want to do when you're done with a 30-hour shift is have to is have to duplicate all the, the footage on your drive, right? So yeah, we're shooting, we're shooting to direct to videotape, and, and I still love videotape for that reason. Uh, I mean, so you know, you have to have guys changing tapes. So I mean, is there like a room dedicated to just all all the stock, all the tape stock, and and, and for cat and anything to all the tapes? You got a catalog and all that. Like, I mean, it, it's I mean, it's got to be some process just to keep to well, manage everything it's per a boat. Phenomenal effort. It's a phenomenal effort that requires a very precise labeling system. Sure. And yeah, we're changing tapes, the, the cameras that run full-time, they're four-and-a-half-hour loads. So we have to change those religiously every four-and-a-half hours. Um, you know, the, the real issue we should be talking about is how do you guys keep your lenses clean? Yeah, right, yeah. Let, yeah. Me, tell you, let me tell you, that is the hardest thing ever. 
And, uh, you know, there are times when we've got water blowing up from the deck sideways straight at us. And the cameras themselves can be so cold that the tiniest drop that hits the lens immediately crystallizes and forms into an ice coat on the lens. Yeah. And so sometimes we are cleaning the lens, oh, four or five times just to get like a six-second shot. Wow. And it's maddening, especially when you have to climb over, say, a pile of frozen codfish that are frozen to the deck to get some place where you can be stable enough to clean a lens. And uh, it is, um, it's got to be one of the most challenging camera environments in the world. And you know, we're pretty, pretty happy and proud of ourselves that we've managed to actually bring a television show home out of that situation. So, I mean, you have all this going on in boats. Has there ever been any conflicts or, or, or uh, you know, uh, I don't know, like interactions with, with the fishermen that, you know, maybe you didn't want to see happen or, you know, just some, some scuffling or things, you know, anything like that go on in the boats? I mean, because you know, there's just tons of things going on. It's just it's basically mayhem 24-7 on these boats. Has anything kind of fallen apart throughout these trips? Well, you got to understand that, you know, the stories we tell, we're trying to tell the truest story we possibly can. And some of the stories are uncomfortable to have to tell. You know, if there's a man, for example, that's failing and he's going to get fired, Mm -hmm. you know, I think back to a story I did with a fisherman on the Maverick when I was on the Maverick years ago. Um, Sean Pico was a fisherman, this six foot six uh, Hawaiian boy. And I was doing a story following tracking his progress where he was really looking bad in the eyes of the captain, and he didn't really care. He wasn't a long-timer. He was a short-timer anywhere. But he knew I was doing a story about his failings, and I had to sleep uh, just we were across the bunk from each other, maybe about three feet away from each other. And we had this incredible night after all this tension between us where for some reason, he sleeps in a uh, in a G string every night, and I'm sleeping uh, in my own sleeping bag uh, on the other side of the room. And all of a sudden, a wave hit the boat. We both got thrown out of our bunks onto the floor between us, and I ended up somehow in a crazy position on top of this flailing Hawaiian six foot six naked guy. And, you know, you don't don't quickly forget moments like that, but it did break the tension, and he and I are still fabulous friends to this day. Wow. <laughs> That's, That's an awkward situation. <laughs> you never want to be there. <laughs> but you you guys, as a when you're filming a show, obviously you try to give... Uh, you know, the guy's space, you don't want to get in their way. That, that, that's that got to be kind of difficult as well. Well, yeah, it is. But, you know, honestly, it's, it's kind of like when you first show up, everybody has a picture in their mind of how they want to be portrayed or maybe even more in a more difficult situation, how they see themselves in general. Mm. And it may not be true for how they really are. So, you know, people don't see the Rocky Balboa story. You know, in television and film, people climb up to being a hero. But in general, when you first show up with cameras, people want to be seen as a hero from the first frame of video to the last. And so we always go through this arc of trying to really get to know the guys, get their trust, let them tell their story, let us tell their story when... They're at their lowest point because it's from their lowest point that they climb to the, the levels that you've, you've seen these gentlemen climb to. And, uh, 
Yeah, we it's it's a tough environment to work in for sure because on almost no other show do people actually sleep with and live with the people that they're portraying every day. We're in their way, yes, that's true, but you know what, darn it, they're in our way too. <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing. I mean, I got to imagine, I mean, just for me, I mean, being on the radio and every time somebody throws a, like a camera in my face, I get freaked out. So I got to imagine it will take these guys who are not, you know, celebrity types or whatever. When a camera crew shows up, they're not going to be themselves for a little bit. Yeah. So there is that arc of them getting used to the cameras. But I guess once you get out on the Bering Sea and and, then shit's flying around and, and, you know, the winds are blowing, you really don't mind the camera guy there. It's 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 the least of your problems. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's, you know, for most people, they can only pretend they're somebody else for a couple days and then they become themselves no matter what. That works to our advantage. You know, let's take a quick look at what my brother Todd has been through. You know, my brother Todd started the series with me in the beginning and has been, you know, started off in the Rollo and a bunch of, uh, he's been through a whole bunch of boats, but he ended up on the Cornelia Marie. And he was living that story of Captain Phil's life. Yeah. Um, side by side with him. And so much so that their stories are really inseparable. And you see that on the series a lot. You see my brother all the time and Phil saying to him, you know, Phil saying, I need you right now. And it's, and that's really what happens for those of us who live in the wheelhouses with the captains. We're kind of like psychologists. You know, if somebody stood next to you guys four feet away and asked you the toughest questions of your lives repeatedly through 90 day period of time, there's no way to get through that without some kind of a bond and in some cases even a dependency. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my brother Todd is on the Cornelia Marie as we speak. Uh, you know, he lived through something that deeply and truly affected his life, but he came home and told a story unlike anyone that's ever been told in the history of television. But, boy, you talk about a difficult story to tell when all that's happening. What do you do? You know, what What do you do? It's right. a crazy world. That's all I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, the time when, when Captain Phil, you know, he had a stroke on the Cornelia Marie. I guess your brother was the, was the man there, you know, capturing the images of, of, you know, the Captain Harris, you know, in his bunk on, on the floor and being carried out. And then obviously he went to the hospital and, and he eventually passed away. So your brother was there for that whole entire thing? Yeah, my brother was there. And if you might remember, I think the season before, you know, Phil had been tossed out of bed and up against the corner of a of a uh, chest of drawers and he was bleeding and, and having blood in his, uh, spitting up blood. And my brother was with him then as well. And my wife, who was also a producer, our land-based producer and the audio supervisor of the show, my wife actually flew into Anchorage and and slept like five nights in a row and Phil's, you know, at Phil's bedside in the hospital that first time. So this whole thing with Phil, and, you know, this has really uh, been a part of our family and, and uh, this overall, you know, we love that man with everything we have. And we love a lot of these guys in the same way. I have an awesome relationship with a whole number of those people, and, and uh, we talk regularly on the phone. Yeah, wow. That, that, that had to have been something, 
I, I don't know. I mean, I, I was thinking about that when I was when I watched that episode where where Captain Harris, you know, had the stroke and passed away, and I'm like, this is amazing that this you're watching this guy's life. I mean, it's it's coming to an end, and he had a stroke. It's amazing that this is being captured on film. I mean, it, it, it's like it's one of them things where you're just like, I, I don't know if they're gonna. Maybe they'll just you know. Like, was there any interact? Like, the, the the like, where's that line where there there needs to be interaction? Like, where you got a break from being the cameraman? Yeah. Like, it, it, does that ever that that ever ever come into mind? That says, okay, this is no longer the show, or you know, like, what's what's the mental process with that? Where you where you you feel like you can or you can't, you know, stop what you're doing. Yeah, you know that you're talking about a very a very fine line, and you're talking about a very difficult decision that needs to be made at the at a moment. Yeah, and you know there are times certainly where I'm up against that with everything I am. Those decisions, and let me tell you, it is a tough world to be in. It's a tough place with everybody looking at you, and, and you know they're asked, a lot of times they're asking themselves, are they really going to film this? Right. Right. But the fact is, like, you know, it's just like when I was in Baghdad embedded with the U.S. Army. Once I put my eye in the eyepiece, I'm essentially watching this stuff on television. Right. And, uh, you know, I have to separate my personal feelings from my job a lot. And we'll make the decision later whether we're going to use it. But my job is to film what happens. And there are times when that is a challenge and uh, it's something that we end up having family discussions about on the boat, for sure. But, yeah. uh, you know, real life is a, is, a, is a drama. You know, it has conflict and resolution. And it is, uh, it is a journey to go to sea with the crab fishermen of the Bering Sea, a personal journey for each of us. Uh, that's freaking it's, it's amazing it's it's an it's an amazing you know part of your life that you 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 go through and and, and it's an it's an amazing show but what is it like when you come back to shore how do you how do you decompress from that like you know you just got back how do you how do you get back to your life how does doug get back to you know doug being doug at home like how do you how do you function normally, or you go right into you're, you're right on the final cut and you start cutting this stuff up or something? Yeah. <laughs> no, usually you know I'm off to the next show. You know the the post production team. There's probably about seventy people that take it through post, and I'm not part of the post part of it. Right. Um, I've always specialized more in the field, the field, the acquisition of the materials. And so, like, last year, I came home. I had five days off. I was on the Kodiak last year with Wild Bill. Mm. And I came came off the Kodiak. I had five days off, and then I went to a seven-day-a-week, eight-month shoot called Last American Cowboy for Animal Planet on a ranch in Montana, where I called last year my surf and turf year. <laughs> but, uh, it is it, much of my life is living with other people in in living their lives, and uh, boy, when I finally do get home and decompress, you know the the ecstasy of having a moment that's yours and yours only is is really pretty darn sweet. I'll tell you that, and uh, it's a good time to be, you know, with my family and and uh, you know retouch retouch my own life, and and uh, I, I savor those moments. Every day, and that's essentially why I'm not at sea right now with Deadliest Catch because mm. 
After seven years of Deadliest Catch, uh, 90 days a year at C plus the other shows I do, Lobster Wars and, and uh, you know, a hundred other different shows, now I'm trying to spend a lot more time at home with my family and give them some of me, and I'm filming 3D for the upcoming 3D television networks. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you got to love your job there, there Doug. <laughs> you love your job. I mean, it's a, it's a, you do amazing work. I mean, obviously, I, I, I'm, a, I'm addicted to you know the, the past work you've done on Deadliest Catch because I, I, I can't get enough of it. I love watching it. I repeatedly watch the damn thing whenever it's on. Yeah. But it, you bring us the pictures, and, and you, you put yourself in danger for, uh, well, literally my enjoyment, which is, which is something I want to thank you for. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It really is great work. Yeah, it's been fabulous. Uh, do you remember that experience when uh, Captain Keith on the Wizard took that wave over the front when all the guys were putting the tarp on the boat? Yeah, it was. That was around the time when they were getting a bunch of ice on the boat. Yeah, you know, the, you were essentially looking through my eyeballs when you saw that wave hit the boat. Holy that shit! Was one of those no. That you captured. Yeah, it, and you know, I basically. My life is so intertwined with those guys that I ended up being the guy that did all the first aid and all the triage on the boat. And, you know, um, the captain's brother was severely injured. And, you know, but that's that's my life, too, out there. And uh, they showed a really great scene of that in my family, you know, waiting for me on shore and my one-year-old boy. And, and uh, you know, that adventure... To, to know that you and other people in the world have seen that moment, which was really truly a moment in my life, yeah. it's a grand honor to have people share my own stories with me from in other places and parts of the world. I mean, it's a grand honor to have fans of the show that you do and the stories you tell. Yeah, I, the, the moment he was describing there on, on the, was this freaking wave was like it was like 100 feet and it literally buried the boat. Wow. Like it, it, it crushed. It, I mean, they kept on repeating that shot. I remember during that episode, it was like the thing they put in the promos. It was like the the wave from hell. It was amazing the size of this wave, and that that came from that's Doug shot. Yeah, right, right, right. It's awesome. He's seen it through his eyes. That is great, man. It, you know, Doug, it's been a thrill having you on the program and, and to talk to somebody who, you know, you really put together the show for us, and it's it's an honor to. I, I really wanted to speak with you because you were the guy that that captures the images. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Yeah, I was kind of curious because you you mentioned it real quick that you you have some new stuff that you're working on in 3D. Can you talk about that? What you got coming up? Well, you know, the whole world of 3D television is coming now, and I have a background in stereoscopic 3D production, so I'm, I'm literally producing the 3D shows that you'll be watching on 3D TV in the future. But the range of the shows uh, right now is, is pretty deep. I'm actually going, um, I've got to shoot it two kilometers below the ocean surface, you know, over 6,000 feet deep uh, on August 10th um, off the, at an underwater volcano. I mean, you know, I, for me, I'm just a lucky guy. You know, I, I got, I found some passion in my life. I chased it, and now look where it's brought me. And, um, wow, you know, I just feel honored, and, and it's, there's great stuff coming. It's going to keep coming as long as I can still hobble around on this uh, bad knee and, and <laughs> with this uh, crooked Wow. Yeah, wow. Doug, if you ever need a guy to work on graphics on your stuff, uh, give us a call because I'll i do the work. Yeah, if you, if you ever want to make a radio show look good, 
That's great. All right. Well, guys, it's been great talking to you, and um, it's nice to nice to be able to share these stories with all of your uh, your listeners as well. Definitely. Absolutely. We appreciate it. This, this has been a, a wonderful conversation. And by Thank the, you. By the way, just to mention, you followed Steve-O from Jackass on the show today. So. <laughs> You're the headliner. Yeah. It was good stuff, man. Well, well, I was the guy in this particular case that was on top of the six-foot-six Hawaiian naked guy. Remember that? That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Doug, you do great work, okay. man, and best of luck with everything in the future with the 3D stuff, man. Thank it's an honor to talk to you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye, guys. All right, there he goes. There's Doug Stanley. Brought us the images for the deadliest catch, people, and his brother's on the Cornelia Marie right now, hanging out with the two Harris boys who lost their father last season in the, in the deadliest catch. So that's going to be an interesting thing. Very cool. By the way, I didn't mention it. Both Doug and Todd Stanley uh, won Emmys for their work on the deadliest catch. So great stuff, man. Those guys, that interesting. Interesting, interesting. That... I, I wish you could bring that up on YouTube. I don't know what the hell you would search it for, but that wave that hit the wizard that he was describing, that, that was the shot he caught. Right. Unfucking believable that wave. Did that, I mean, it's really fucking. It's an amazing show. That's what I love. I love watching the. He has got to be loaded. Just, just. Fuck. He must be like Scrooge McDuck, McDuck just like, you know, taking baths and yeah. giant pools of money. Doug Stanley has fuck you money. He has fuck <laughs> he you money. He makes it rain. Yeah. Yeah, he makes it. He can make it rain. Yeah. Literally make it rain. When, when his wife says, you're leaving again, he's just like, here's another $10,000. <laughs> yeah, go buy something nice. Yeah, have a, have a day. Yeah, I'm going to Wyoming for uh, the film uh, Dirt. I'm going to make it look great. It's going to be the most fascinating shit he's ever. Doing, he's not just doing a 3D show. He's doing, like, tons of shows. He's doing shows, plural. Yeah, he's going to be, I mean, not only is he filming it, but he's like an adventurer. He's doing all adventure stuff. Like he's, he's Animal Planet stuff. And well, I guess that's the best. I don't think you'd want to do like the antique road show in 3D. Yeah, I know. He's not filming boring stuff. Like he just said he was going to go to the bottom of the ocean to film something in 3D. That's a pretty cool place to go film something in 3D, I guess. There's I monsters down there. I still don't think 3D TV is going to take off. I think it belongs in the movie theaters. That's my thing. You know where I'm going? Where? Webcams. Webcams. Webcam 3D. Wave of the future. Webcam like 3D. <laughs> Webcam. Webcam 3D. Imagine Chank camming up with somebody in 3D. Oh, man. You you won't even care about that. You'll just look at your own dick. God, it look monstrous. It can look as big as I want it to. It can look as big as I want it to. You'll make your dick black and white and 3D. <laughs> everything black and white, 3D. That's awesome, man. Yeah, cool guy, though, man. And Steve-O was good. That was good stuff. All right, you want to do? A, we'll, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Try to find that thing on YouTube. I really want to show you that fucking okay. that. It's amazing. Cool. We got uh, yeah, we got other stuff. Here we go. Wait a minute. Did you say you have a? Hey, this is Satchel from Metal School, and you're listening to LunaticRadio.com.
these guys are gay. What up, everybody? Nikes is suggesting uh, Katie Kerr colonoscopy in 3D. Absolutely. Be all over that. Katie Kerr colonoscopy. Colonoscopy 3D. Doug Stanley, good job, Deadliest Catch. We were just watching uh, capsizing videos during the break there. Good time. Yeah, good stuff. By the way, Rock and I, this is well off like months from now, almost two months from now, but we'll be uh, guest hosting the Comical Radio Show on March 25th. More work? Yeah, Comical Radio. Rock and I will be hosting the Comical Radio guest So are hosting. we going to do our show on there? No, we did Well, I think what Danny does on his Comical Radio, he really just goes, eh, it's Comical Radio, then he does whatever he wants. I see. <laughs> so I think that's what we're going right. to do. Like, he'll do the, because there's call numbers, he's on a radio station, so there are call numbers, so he does, it's Comical Radio. 88 point whatever it is and then he just does whatever wow then he takes a break and then you know it's just like it's only two hours we can knock it out of the box yeah. boom and hopefully uh, we'll have some guests I don't know who's we don't have to do any of that I think we just show up and do the show that's right that's the way it should be <laughs> yeah that's the way it has been actually for the last four years in this show <laughs> now we're actually starting to do work so that'd be cool. Yeah, no, it'd be good. It'd be good to do that. I think Danny's going away uh, to Europe for Danny LaBelle. Comedian Danny LaBelle is going away to Europe for a while. So he's going to be doing some stand up and uh, he's having guest hosts. So Rock and I are among uh, many of comedian who are going to be guest hosting. And we're not even comedians. No, I think we're the only ones that are not comedians. Yeah, we're not guest really hosting. That funny. We're like he's having like Jesse Joyce and and like some famous dudes like sit in for him to do the right. show. It's on uh, the Facebook there. If I can get it on my broken laptop, you can't. The old, the, this old, this old shit box. Oh, the other laptop looks fine. Yeah, the shit box, fucking from 1985 K Pro, fucking. It's got ColecoVision. <laughs> literally, it's, I'm looking at dot dot dots. Uh, yeah, it's not even this laptop I have in front of me that runs the show that you hear all the samples on is the oldest fucking thing in the world. But yet, my this brand new thing that I have just died. Our show definitely does have a technical hex to it over the years. It really does. Things just always break down. So, uh, Rock, do you want to even discuss... What? Um, Anything having to do with your uh, New York Metropolitans. Not really. Uh, The New York Metropolitans. As we were driving... Bernie sure did. Made off. Uh, Yeah. Uh, as we were driving to uh, Rocket Super Bowl bash yesterday, we had to go by the old City Field, where the New York Mets play. Metropolitans. Yeah. The Metropolitans play, and it was actually the first time that uh, your buddy there, Simon, because he was commuting with me, uh, we agreed that the City Field will one day be a big, giant Home Depot. It really will be. And I joked about this in the past about how the Mets suck and they just turn that place into a Home Depot. Well, now it's getting kind of close that it could be a Home Depot. That team. Considering, obviously, what's going to happen is that the owners of the Mets are going to have to go bye-bye. And a new ownership has to be in there because reported in the New York papers and around the New York metropolitan area that the um, Bernie Madoff, the guy who ripped off everybody for $50 billion dollars whose son hung himself because of it, 
was uh, pretty much best friends with the Wilpons, who own a uh, a good portion of the Mets. Do they own a good portion of the Mets, or is, is it half the Mets? They own it with somebody else, right? It's like a partnership, the ownership of the yeah, Mets? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly, but it's, it's a Whatever, they were buddy-buddy rubbing elbows, and uh, literally the Wilpons, who own the Mets, were making money off of the Madoff stuff. And people are saying that the Wilpons, because they're rich and they've had money, they kind of know when the economy goes into the shitter, yet you're still making 12% on your returns from Madoff. Something ain't right. Right. So people are speculating that obviously the Wilpons knew that Madoff was up to no good and they just were like, fuck it. As long as nobody knows about it, (laughs) we're the only ones that know about it. We're good. What happened, Rock? Now they uh, they're looking for Carlos a- Bell Delgado ratted everybody out. <laughs> Delgado looking for minority owners because they uh, well, they're the team. There's a bunch of minorities on the team. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's probably my line of the day. That, that is your line of your century. That was as clean a delivery. <laughs> Timing was precise. Someone, just, just someone retweet that you one just too. Walk away yeah. the sunset I credits know. roll. Yeah, Steve O, Doug Stanley from Deadliest Catch. I just had the line and knocked out. Yeah, of the box. fuck those guys. What are they gonna do though? Come on, your New they, York. They need they need people in. They need people who will take up shares of the Mets. Because can we play the Let's Go Mets Go song as we oh, talk gosh. about the demise of the New York Mets? I know uh, no one cares. People in Seattle, L.A., San Diego, Phoenix—they're not giving a shit about this. But. Guess what, fuckers? The Mets suck, and now they suck they more. They don't suck. They yeah. just, they're having financial issues. You know? The Mets are hookers. <laughs> Mets are hookers? This is the best thing ever. They can't win a baseball game, and now they're trying to cheat money from... Uh, <laughs> America. I love this video. They're the Enron Rock oh. of Major League Baseball. Sort of. They are the Gordon Gecko of Major League Baseball. Dude, not good. Gotta have the teamwork. To Who's going to come in? See, somebody was suggesting that, uh, and this was just like a TMZ bullshit. But somebody uh, was yelling to Mark. Uh, who's the guy that owns the fucking Mavericks? Uh, Cuban. Mark Cuban. Like, hey, Mark, can you uh, buy the Mets? He's like, yeah, just have him email me. <laughs> but the thing is that Mark Cuban doesn't want to just, uh, uh, like, 25% of the Mets. He wants the entire Mets. Let him take it. But the, isn't there another owner? Just the, I think it's just the Wilpons. It's just the Wilpons that own yeah. it? So, like, it's the Wilpon brothers, right? There's two of them. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess one owns Fred and Joey. Fred and Joey Wilpon. One owns uh, fucking 16%. The other one owns everything else. What's the rest of 16%? Fucking 10. Uh, so, they're longing for the days when the fucking bullpen was growing marijuana in the bullpen. They're longing for those days at the Mets. Of course, Mets. of course. Unfucking believable. So, what are they going to even have spring training? Are they going to have a team? They don't have ownership now. Fuck having a, like a middle reliever. <laughs> They don't have ownership. Their ownership's going to go to jail. 
Uh, I, well, no, it's not that. It's just that they're 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 out of they're they're out of a lot of money, and they you know they now don't have the funds to, to buy play. Yeah, they can't pay anybody. They well, can't they can pay, pay anybody. They can pay people. They can't pay anybody. They, pay they can't pay anybody. They couldn't go sign a a fucking Snickers bar tomorrow. Hey, language. They can't sign a Snickers bar tomorrow. That's the thing. They can't sign anybody because they're losing all this cash. You know how the Yankees have some cash to uh, give you? Yeah, hey, a know. free agent comes on well, the market. Well, now because of luxury tax, maybe the, the Mets will get part of what the Yankees have to pay. You're playing in the number one market in America. Yeah, you know. And you have to fucking... You're sitting there going, God damn, when's that luxury tax going to kick in? It's like waiting for your food stamps. Only the Mets can fuck up playing in the number it's one disturbing. market in America. It is disturbing. They can only fuck it up. They're the only ones that can fuck it up. I wonder how that stadium was built, huh? Let's dig into that. The shittiest team for decades. How you get a new stadium? Being a shit team. Oh, they had some money. I guess they, they should uh, rename that fucking thing Madoff oh. Field. Madoff Field. That's what I'm saying. Madoff Field. I get it. By the way, you want to go back to my great joke? Plenty of minority. Oh, so you can't do it. Yeah. You had your moment. I had my moment and knocked out of the ballpark. I hit the only home run the Mets will ever have this season. Unbelievable. I hope they do well. They don't even have enough money to bring in the fences at City Field so somebody could hit a home run eventually. They did. Literally. Uh, too it, much of a pitcher's park. Literally, it's 2,300 feet down the line at fucking City Field. Bring in the fences, assholes. Jesus. Ever seen a baseball game look like golf? It's awful. So boring. No one can hit a home run. Can't even fucking book a flight to go over those walls. What is it? Like three miles to dead center? <laughs> Literally. I think a fucking train. There's a train stop at second base. Many people to call in. Just retarded. This topic. No, the Mets stink. How about you go, uh, fucking. On the team. You got Nike case. says I can confirm that no one cares. See, no one's interested in us talking about Well, here's that. the thing. And I'll get off of it. I'll get off. I'll get off. Let's talk about well, related to the Houston Rockets. I'll get, I'll get off. I'll get off. people in uh, Texas understand. But I'm just saying my buddy here, Rock, roots for That's the me. two major league the, uh, professional teams that are the worst fucking teams ever in the history of fucking professional sports. The New York Islanders and the New York Mets. They're never going to do shit. Rock's just miserable. He needs to work. Can we just pick another hockey team? You got the Rangers and Yankees. Go root for those two and be happy with it. I like the blue and orange. <sighs> no? Sorry. Yeah, both of your teams have blue and orange in them. That's right. Fucking problem. <laughs> God. I don't know. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Just the way it is, I guess. Yeah, what are you gonna do, man? I guess. You think that fucking Aaron Rodgers is getting late tonight or what? Oh yeah, is he married? <sighs> He's dating some broad for some place. He's dating a broad from uh, one of them CW shows. You getting CWS? Are you gonna see that new Adam Sandler film? Play the trailer. Let me see. It. <laughs> I'll watch it right now. It's got Brooklyn Decker in it. Is that the chick that's married to uh, Roddick? Yeah, any Roddick. Guy who can't fucking win a tennis match ever. Oh, I think he's won a couple here and there. There's another fucking sport that should be nuked. Tennis. Why? What's wrong with Ever that? since the Wii came out, does anybody need to watch professional tennis anymore? 
The Wii tennis is way more fucking entertaining than real tennis. Wait, what's the, what was the name of the film? I, 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 I Adam just... Sandler, Jennifer Aniston doing some shit. I think <laughs> that's it's the name of weird, it. It's like a scat film? A uh, new Adam Sandler film. What is it called? <laughs> what is that even he does all the time? I don't know. Uh, that was a bad joke. Sorry. It wasn't even a joke. It was like a half attempt at a joke. Uh, Adam Sandler's new movie. Yeah, what is it called? I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. Jennifer Aston, Adam Sandler in the... Just go with it. Here it is. Just go with it. Here's the, here's the trailer. Do you have YouTube? This is great. I'm I'm fascinated. Now, who's Brooklyn Decker is the hot piece of ass? She was at Model Broad. People are saying that Aniston's going to make a comeback over this and that she's hot. She's the hottest 40-year-old woman out she's gonna there. going to get come on her back? What? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Come on her back... Every guy has an angle. This is the this trailer for the new Aniston. Years, I've pretended to be Sandler married. Film. My wife beats me in front of my kids. <gasps> no. I know how wrong it is, but there's no strings attached and nobody gets hurt. Once we got married, I thought she'd stop hooking. Can you put this wedding band on a true heart? That's what it feels like. That's Brooklyn Decker. With this girl. Did you say what I think so. you just yeah. said? Oh. How about I take your number and you can take me out on a proper date? I got a business card in my pocket. What's this? A circle. Oh. Just tell her the truth. Well, let me practice. Right. You'd be her. Oh, good. Okay, hold on. Wait, hold on. There's more. Anyways, um, I I wear this face. Dude, Brooklyn Decker. I, uh, Talk about double decker on the well, chest. I wonder if they show her in the abandoned We're going to sign the papers in a couple of days and... Okay. I just need to hear it from her. You want to... What, what do you mean? I need to meet her. How about if she texts you? Would that be good? cannot believe I'm doing this. I want to create the illusion I had a hot first wife. Not no, this. Okay, come on. Let's go. Is that her? Hello, boring. Why are you wearing that? I'm just uh, playing a part. I give you my blessing. I have to tweet to all my friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I forgot. You're 15. Ow! Did you just kick me? No. Did you? All right, you I'm, I'm thrilled, Rock. This is great. Yeah, you're, you're really interested in this. Hello, honey, you know how All right, I get it. Your brother's Enough, stuff. Rock. Jesus. Wait, wait, it's more. Yeah. Come I, on, aren't you getting into it? No. I'm done. It's one of those romantic I saw comedies. Brooklyn Decker in, see, this is, you're not a man anymore. What's happened to you? What are you Didn't about? you see Brooklyn Decker in the bikini? That's where you should have tapped out. It doesn't get better than that. Wait, you, you saw, I didn't see That it. should be your selling point. Oh, cans. I saw cans. I assume they were in a bikini. No. <laughs> I saw cans. Hey. Oh, get it. Hey. <laughs> kids and me. There pool. it is. Yeah, look at her, man. Fuck. Did you see that? Uh, right now. Let me back that up. Give me more Brooklyn Decker and a fucking pictures in a bikini thing going on. Oh, man. Every trailer has that shot of her. <laughs> of her in that bikini? Yeah. What is she other than married to Andy Ronick? Is she like a... Obviously, she's in a movie now, she, so... She does modeling. She a model? Yeah, she was like has a swimsuit shit. <laughs> well, is that what it says on her IMDb? <laughs> yeah, she was in that swimsuit shit. <laughs> there you go. What year was that credited? That she was in the swimsuit shit. Some fucking year. The 2007? <laughs> Dude, my bike says, I hope that movie's in 3D. Yeah. Well, it's impossible to not to look at Brooklyn Decker and... Uh, you're just putting up every mixer. I, uh, you have no idea what you're doing. They need to be labeled. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to do? Brooklyn Decker's always in 3D, dude. How so? She's a fucking melon. Look at the melons on her. 
Look at those things. <laughs> Fucking believable. How do you get like that? The internet. Oh, now Rock's bringing up uh, pictures. There you go. So you can see Brooklyn Decker. Now she's married to Ronick, huh? Ronick. How do you fucking swing that ass? Tennis, that's popular? He swings He swings rackets. He swings rackets. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm taking blondes, man. Nothing. Holy shit. Flavin! Oh, really? Houston. This is, this is Kieran's new thing. When he finds a chick attractive, he sounds like he's disgusted. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yuck. <laughs> yeah, when I say yuck, that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good thing. You're dirty. Look at her. <laughs> By the way, she, in that picture, she looks like she's taking a couple of tennis balls off the face. What are you trying to say? It's very felty. <laughs> felty. I almost dated a chick like that. Uh, almost I almost dated a chick like that. Uh... Uh, she, in certain sunlight, yeah, she would have like fuzzy on her face, fuzzy, fuzzy, on her face. fuzzy face. Like chicks don't get stubble, like you know we get, like when we need to shave our face. They get the peach fuzz. They, yeah, they get the little peach fuzz. Yeah, and they get the little 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 hairs. There's a lot. That's not good. Yeah, that's wasn't good. good. That's not good. But her face looked very soft. Aw. Yeah, it was very fuzzy. It was good though. Fuzzy soft. I digged it. Chicks get that like white peach fuzz on her face. What is that? It's 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 chick fucking beard. Chick, chick beard. beard. Chick beard. Yeah. So good stuff. I I don't know. I dig it. You know. Doug Stanley's got to do some uh, cinematography on that stuff. Yeah, but like in a certain when I look when I look at her, like if the sun hit her like glazing off her cheek, yeah. you actually see how long right. it is. Sure, sure. I'm sure, Brooklyn Decker doesn't have that problem though. I'm going to call her Brooklyn Double Decker. Why is that? Because she's got massive cans. Oh. Mm. Is she Russian? That's what somebody's asking. I me. don't know. No, I, I think Shikis is asking you. Who? If, if I'm right. The oh. Peach Fuzz girl. Oh, no, no, no. I never dated her. Just liked her. You stalked her? No, I didn't stalk her. I, uh, by the way, I was reading something on TMZ before. Uh, it was very bringing up on TMZ. Mark Zuckerberg had a dude fucking stalking him on his, on his own Facebook. Oh boy! Yeah, like on Facebook, he had some dude stalking him. It was kind of creepy. You can read the. Uh, I think uh, TMZ posted the comments, like the the messages Mark Zuckerberg would fucking receive from this guy. Um, and he was like saying something about how Facebook changed his life, and that Mark Zuckerberg needs to help him. Yeah, read. Um, Wait, this is actual. This is actually what the guy sent him. Yeah, Rock, you got the story there. Go ahead and uh, read what's going read on. A little bit of the story. Yeah. Zuckerberg had attained a restraining order against 31-year-old Pradeep. How's that last name go? Pradeep Manukanda. After Mark filed legal papers claiming that the guy tried to quote follow what servile. Servile? Servile. I've never seen that word used. And contact Mr. Zuckerberg using language threatening his personal personal safety uh, and the safety of his girlfriend and his sister. Mm. Law enforcement sources tell us Pradeep had gone to several Facebook offices in Palo Alto attempting to contact Mark to ask for money for his financially strapped family. According to the legal docs, Facebook security also intercepted Pradeep at Mark's home on January 24th just as he was about to walk up to the front steps. 
Cops gave Pradeep a verbal warning, but Mark claimed that the guy continued to contact him through the mail, even sending flowers to his home mm. with a handwritten letter on January 28th. In one of his Facebook messages to Mark, Pradeep writes, Please help me. Then I am ready to die for you, he continues. Please understand my pain. Yeah, look at the uh, message. It's the second one down there. Uh, dear Mark. Dear Mark. Read I that, motherfucker. I am completely tri- tired and exhausted. I am extremely sorry for bothering you in the early hours. Please, Mark. Time is really running out for me. Please help me. I really need your help. Please respond in time before it gets too late for us. I owe it, creep, right? I owe entire my life at your service. Please help me. Then I am ready to die for you. These are not just the words. These are coming from my heart. Please understand my pain. Once again, I'm extremely sorry for everything. Please understand my situation. Please understand the urgency. Time is really running out for me. Please do, please do the needful thing. Yours truly, Prady. <sighs> The judges ordered Pradeep to stay at least 300 yards away from Mark, his sister Randy, and his girlfriend Priscilla Chan. See, that's the thing about the internet, though, man. Like, back in the day, you didn't have to, like, interact with creepos. Yet, the internet brings your the creepos right into your front door if they want. You know, they could just fucking, they just creep right in, the creepos. That is a creepy fucking message to write to another man. Pradeep. Whether, you know, who cares that it's Mark Zuckerberg and he's a fucking gazillionaire. <laughs> It's just a creepy thing to write to another man. Very odd. Yeah, like... Pradeep. Dude's got, like, crazy social fucking problems. Selena Gomez is with Justin Bieber? that piss you off? Who's Selena Gomez? You've seen pictures of her. Don't make like you don't know who she is. I don't know who Selena Gomez is. I really don't. Oh, Karen. I know who Biebs is. Biebs is the shit. (laughs) He's your boy. Who's uh, who's Gomez? Who's taking my fucking Biebs from me? Aw. That's our boy there, Biebs. We should get Biebs on the fucking there horn. There you go. Right up your alley. He'd be fucking... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. How old is she? Six? <laughs> Jesus Christ, how young is she? She's yeah, too she, young I, for actually, him. I thought, she was, I thought she was actually older. 92 she was. Well, yeah, she's, she's, she's right in your wheelhouse. Fuck, man. I remember 92. She's like 19, right? 92, 2002. She's 19? I don't know. What would that make her? Oh, no. 18. 18. Yeah. She's, she's, she does not look like she's 18. She looks like she's like. She looks way younger than 18. I think you're looking at photos of her when she was 10, though. What's she in a bikini there for? Dude. Where? There's a picture of her. Oh, this one? Yeah. That's not her. I don't know. It's fucking weird. So Bieber is dating a uh, older chick. Isn't Bieber like four? Wasn't she the one that had the cell phone pics that like caused all that controversy? No. What was that? No, that was uh, the broad who's dating the guy with the hair. Yeah, you know him. The from from Dance Musical. <laughs> the one from Dance Musical. Our dance party. What is it called? Guy with the Musical thing. dance. <laughs> Dancing musical. What's the fucking name of that, that show that the kids love? All right, no, I, I can't watch this. I can't yeah, look no, at this. Selena really Gomez. Young. She is not 18. Yeah, no. Like, she's too young. These two are too young to be on Team Z in sweaters. <laughs> Sweater. We shouldn't be watching these people do shit. They're kids. Who cares if Beebs is, you know, sucking some face? Did you hear the Michael Vick song? I gotta hear the Michael Vick song. By Soldier Boy? Yeah. Now, what is this about? Simon was telling me about this yesterday. It's- I sent it to him. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta fucking. Hey, Soldier Boy, tell him. He's the one that had the, uh, yeah. 
the Superman that Ho song. Yeah, right? you all remember that. That was a classic. So, right? so what? What kind of a song did he make about Michael Vick? Or should I just hear it and and I think make my should, comments I think afterwards? You hear it so, no intro to the song. This I, is their Soldier Boy Michael Vick song. Apparently, is there a video for it now? That'd be interesting. I really, I, I really want to see this Soldier Boy Michael Vick song. <clears throat> Y'all know I do this shit, man. S.O.D. Let's get it. Throw your motherfucking sentence on. Mike. Dick. Mike. Dick. You see where it's going already? Apparently he's going to talk about Mike Vick. Yeah. Mike. Vick. Mike. Vick. Mike. Vick. Mike. Vick. Mike. Vick. Mike. Vick. Pause it. By the way, yesterday... I just went blank for a second. Um, yesterday... Wouldn't it have been great if Michael Vick was refereeing the Puppy Bowl on Animal <laughs> Channel? Wouldn't that be great? Oh, that's cute. Wouldn't that be great if Michael that Vick have been his his punishment? He's got he's got to he's got to be f- nice to the puppies. Yeah, he's got to referee the Puppy Bowl on Animal Planet. Mike Vick, Mike. Yeah, we get it. Vick, Spell it. Mike, That'll astonish Vick, me. Mike Vick, Mike Vick, Mike Vick, Mike. Is this it? Vick. Mike, sort of. V, Mike, V, Mike. Get Vick, to it! Mike, V, Mike, swag. When I hit the club, swag. They holler, Mike, V, Mike, V. Because I'm swagged up. Swag goes round, first round. I know you like it. Yes. Already said bitch. Yes. This could be Thug Gay. <laughs> this is our first glimpse of what Thug Gay rap thug is. Gay rap. Oh, it's a new genre. Thug gay well, rap. Boy thinks outside the box. Yeah, sure he does. <laughs> he ain't going anywhere near a box. I picked the car, I picked the car. Mike V, Mike V, I'm about to start, I'm about to start. Seven on my wrist, swag. I'm tearing the team apart, team apart. I'm on the field, I'm on the field. I'm going ham, I'm going ham. And on my jersey. The uh, the number one comment uh, is this: He ain't serious with this shit, right? <laughs> um, I don't even know what the. F- to be honest with you, I'm not trying to just make joke. I don't yeah. know what that is. Yeah. That what is that? Did he even rhyme? Is he saying anything? Is, is, is he honest? Like, and I'm not. I'm again. I'm not. Uh, is he retarded? I, yeah, that was. I'm not trying to make a joke. I mean, does he like have a like a mental Cause this, deficiency? If this wasn't a guy who sold millions of albums, or you would actually think that this this could be a mentally challenged person. Yeah, and that would make more sense. Like, okay, I get it. He's trying. I'm the man. Sweat. I'm Mike V, Mike V, I make hits, I make hits, I'm NFL, first round pick. Mike V, Mike V, Mike V, Mike V, shut up! You know what's scary? He's making Ron Artest look like a legitimate rapper, that's the fucking problem here. I'm at 148, and this whole thing is five minutes long. nauseating, holy shit. How do people enjoy this? I don't know. It's fucking frustrating, dude. It is disturbing. What's annoying is that this fucking asshole 
There are dudes out there. With, I don't care if you can fucking put together pipes or something. There are fucking people out there with legitimate fucking labor skills. They have skills. If this dude's fucking swimming in cash, yeah. and he can't put together two words other than Mike Vick. He spent more money on tattoos on his body than probably some people make in a year. <laughs> his retirement plan is tattooed on him. <laughs> Fucking jackass. Fino, did you see that guy last night with the with his arms tattooed? God's gifts. I think it was against the Packers. Ah, good for him. I can't. Honestly, I can't. I can't do it. I actually, we've invested this much time in Iraq. I think we need to listen to the rest. I got to imagine Mike Vick's calling Soldier Boy right now, or has been going, dude, I'm going to fucking sick some dogs on you. I'm going to do yeah. something. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Trying to, uh, yeah, Mike yeah. Vick is not proud of this. Yeah, he needs to, Cannot like, be. I need to keep quiet. You're not helping me. This sounds it's gay. Uh, Snacky says he's got the follow-up song. Andy, Dick, Andy. <laughs> Dude, if another another man made a song about you, wouldn't you think that's gay? Yeah, it's I'd not be, even a, like this is not a song. It's I know, but it's like it's just he's, nonsense. Well, he's literally singing. He's trying to do something to honor Mike Vick musically. Gay? When has that ever not been gay? Okay, it's thug gay. And it's astonishing that he's making me want to go out and buy a runner test album. I want. He's making basketball players look like he's. He's this. This is the. He was on Ellen, doing the Soldier Boy. Disturbing. I can't wait till fucking pitbulls are eating this motherfucker alive. Dude, that's what Bike suggests we play this song along with the Adam Sandler movie trailer. They line up. All right, I want more. We're uh, two forty-three in. He is quite honestly the gayest and worst fucking rapper I've ever heard in my life. Ever. Hands down, this is the worst fucking rap song I've ever heard. It's gay? You're honoring a fucking felon, and you're gay about it. What I don't get is, like, you know, he had to do all this production, had to record it, the whole nine yards, whatever. What are you, the final piece? He said, this is good. He actually thought in his head. Oh, yeah. That's this the scary is acceptable. part. This is you know, society will accept this. Fucking my my players, my 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 home dogs are gonna fucking dig this. They're gonna be playing this at Eagle Stadium when Mike Vick takes the field. That's what he's thinking in his head. I'd love to know someone who actually likes this, song. like legitimately likes. I don't want to know. They're animal. I don't. Yeah, you know, I'm not being raped. People who like this are not normal. There, there's something wrong. You cannot like this song. There's no, there's no one that likes this song. Other than Soldier Boy, I would think. That's embarrassing, dude. It's like nothing. 
It's like a first of, of all, nothingness. Everything was awful about it. Everything about that song is awful. Everything. It's amazing. I love how this is just going on for 30 some odd seconds. I hope Dr. <laughs> Drew is fucking listening to this yeah, and going, get him in there. Yeah. Shit rapper problem. I, I don't know. Thug gay. That's your your addiction to thug gay. Unbelievable. Thug gay. That's thug. That's prison rape rap. That's what that is. That's gay. That's that's like a rapper who wants his shit pushed in, pushed in by Mike Vick. Oh, Marquise, we got a good point. They better not play this in strip clubs. Yeah, that'll be really bad if they start getting that. that. Right, because then you'll get fucking hot chicks dancing to it. And then it's a fucking hit. As soon as you get hot chicks dancing to something, it's a hit. Oh, Snikey says this should be our new LR. That should be the new intro song for the show. Get rid of the Allison Chains and put in the Mike Vick. I mean, just take out take out the words Mike Vick and put in suck dick because that's the true meaning behind. You could be saying my dick. <laughs> it would have been more entertaining if you put suck dick instead of Mike Vick in there. Suck, suck. dick, suck dick. At least it would have had something. Suck dick, suck dick, suck dick, suck dick. Like our show. <laughs> Unfucking believable, man. Mike, where'd you find that? Uh oh, what was that site? Oh, there's this great site. Oh. Rocket, you got lost on the internet. dot com. I did. <laughs> I wound up in a bad place. Rocket will end up in the ghetto of the internet. Shit, what was the name of it? I'm gonna have to. Oh, fuck, what was that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look this site up. It was actually pretty good. It's like a. Um, Can you seriously? It's like a. It's like a black dedicated TMZ site. It's yeah, like an Afrocentric TMZ site. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. All right. Can we think of the URL names for that? <laughs> no, it's not a joke. What is it? BMZ. What is it? No, what? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. I can find this. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm in my history. Do I need to put my strap on? No, it's not. No, it's not like that bad. But they just like most of their shit is like. Uh... There's a black TMZ. Do, they, do we need to have a black TMZ? Let me see if I do it like this. Uh, soldier boy. So remember, that's how I saw it. Soldier boy. God damn. Uh, here it is. Here's I don't know if site. I want to bang that Nicki Minaj yet, though. I'm still, 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 still on, on her. Yeah, she can rap though. Uh, site's loading up. Here it is. Sandra Rose. That's the black TMZ? Yeah, Sandra, even though it likes little Sandra Bullock. Oh, right. And they, all right. And then they, and they, all right. And there's a bunch of white women and black guys on here. So let's see. Here's this thing. is awesome. Chloe Lamar would celebrate their unbreakable love with a cologne. Okay, what's on the black TMZ? What is it called? San- Sandra well, Rose. I don't know. That's how I looked at it. Yeah, it's kind of like a black TMZ. It's got the same format as TMZ. Yeah. You know, the page, page is, you know. Yeah, all right, racist Super Bowl commercial. Racist Super Bowl. Oh, that is racist. Play that Super Bowl because the Pepsi commercial. Oh, that Super Bowl. Play, no one's gonna know because it's just. But basically, at the end, the woman throws the. It's not racist. She accidentally hit the white girl. Well, come on. She threw it directly at the white girl's. Flipped that around. White a white girl throwing a Pepsi can at a black girl's head. Can that happen? She didn't mean to. I come on. Celebs out and about, naughty by nature. Yeah, naughty by nature is being fucking all right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And more black people. <laughs> well, it is the black TMZ. <laughs> it is. It is. Celebs out and about Chris Brown. Chris Brown, there we go. 
Apparently there was some thing with uh, Nicki Minaj, like that she was a lesbian or something like that. Really? Or like some weird thing. It was on this site. That's the only thing with this the Sandra Rose website. They don't really. I really want the fucking story behind her ass. Like the that thing's amazing. Her ass is unfucking believable. She's got the crazier ass than the J Lo and the Kim Kardashian. Three. She's not that attractive though. No, she's not. But people dig her because she's got like that fucking that, her ass, her ass crack is so deep, like the fucking Grand Canyon of asses. Literally, it's fucking huge. You can bass drum from her ass cheek. <laughs> Literally. Uh, what else we got going on in the site? A bunch of black people. <laughs> hey, here's that guy. That's that Straight guy. From- parties in Miami. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, irrefutable proof that Nicki Minaj is the stud in the eight the box video. Yeah, apparently there's this uh She's a dude? Well no. there was this video. That Nicki Minaj is a dude? Well, sorta. I'll buy it. <laughs> Cause she literally looks like she should play fullback. With See that. here she is. Here's the video of her. This is uh, apparently Nicki Minaj. It's a, it's a you, little convoluted story. All right, but uh, basically she talks about eating this other broad's box. A message to Remy May, I believe, which is a uh, another rapper. No, I, I think that's a character yeah, Nicki Minaj makes. By the way, this is Soldier Boy's mother. Clippy bars, make sure shout it out. Big, big, big. So we need some, I, we need, right we need some black person to help us understand what's going on with this Nicki Minaj. Can you turn that up? Because I'm not even understanding anything. No, it's loud. By the way, they went to the Kier McCann uh, School of Production. Yeah, it's your boy Cliffy Balls. We out here. Cliffy we Balls? Fucking, Can we get him on the Tell him where we at right now. We in Harlem, baby. All right, that's what Whoa, it is. Wait, listen, baby. We, we in Harlem. Listen, listen, listen. She's holding a real, real big G stack out here. We understand you getting right. money. Listen. Pause it, because I'm right, losing right. the story here. Oh. Because you so that's you Nicki had- Minaj right there, reportedly? Because I couldn't understand what the fuck that other person was saying. All right, I'm trying. I, this again, the story is a little bit confusing. To Are me. the stories written in English or? <laughs> By now, we all know that rapper Nicki Minaj Nosh. was the disoriented stud who boasted about sleeping with rapper Remy Ma in a now classic viral video on YouTube that helps. Uh, uh, that helps to explain Nicki Minaj's crazy rambling tweets about alter egos on her Twitter page. On her Twitter page, Twitter page Nicki claimed Roman mm-hmm. was her, quote, twin sister. Right. So would we be wrong to assume that it was Nicki's butch alter ego Roman who appeared in this video? And I guess that's the one I'm playing. Okay, so Nicki Minaj is like Eminem. Like, you know, Eminem has that, that shady guy. Like Slim Shady, Slim Shady okay. like the alter ego. Okay. So she has a bunch of those too. Like she's Nicki Minaj and then she's like Remy Ma and then she's like somebody else. And then she, and, and they're like different character voices she uses in her rap songs. Okay. So what this YouTube video is, is depicting her as a dude and that's a character or is it, are they saying that she could be a guy? That's what I'm not getting. I don't know what the hell that other person was talking about. She looked like she was high on something. I don't know. All right, play more. So this is something to say on camera. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You had, some, you had something to say on camera. Okay. Now, what is it that you want to say? Uh, uh, we understand. You said you know Remy Ma. Yes, I do. I'm straight from the Bronx. I'm not a Harlem nigga. I fucked a Harlem butt. 
I'm I'm a BX chick, you feel me, and all that. Castle Hill, shout out and all that. But true stills, you know what I mean? Real talk, I know Mimi Ma and all that. Okay, you said you know her and and basically what is it that you want to let the viewers know about what you know about Remy Ma and what went down? I just want to let y'all know out there that, you feel me? Remy, first off, I love you, baby. You feel me? I'm so glad of your success and all that. You made it, baby. You know that? You feel me? You super fly. <laughs> but, um, I just have something to say. I just wanted to let the salad off my chest, let it off my back. And boom, I used to fuck her straight off. I know her. You should chill with her, smoke with her, drink, pop bottles, burn L's and all that. You feel me? I did ask no, no lie. This is not a stunt. You feel me? I'm not motherfucking. What's that nigga that do the stunts? The nigga on the motorcycles. Super Dave. Super Dave. Not Super Dave, nigga. <laughs> What the fuck is evil that? Knievel. Evil Knievel. Evil Knievel, nigga. Right. I don't do stunts. I'm not Evil Knievel. You know what I mean? But I did ask her relations with her and all that. So this person is saying she's had Ate a the fuck. box. You feel me? It's whatever, though. You know what I mean? All right. And, um, and what did she do to you? I just told you. She ate the box. like. And, oh, and you mad here. because she acting like she don't know you now. Exactly, B. Not picking and nigga calls up. You know? It's the struggles of, you know, I, mean, I understand her pain. Well, she can't lick the box of a fucking famous person now. That's a problem. That's the fucking problem. Trying to decipher that's fucking almost impossible. But what I got is, is that she's... Now jealous that Nicki Minaj has gone on to be successful and she can't munch the box anymore. I love that improv, by the way. Super Dave. Super Dave Osborne. Super, Super Dave, Dave hasn't done shit in like a decade. He must... They couldn't have said... He's still relevant. I mean, that was the first thing he, that guy thought of. Super Dave. Super Dave. Who's... I was thinking Travis Pastrana, actually. I thought they were going to break that out. On... So this is the black TMZ we're looking at. So I, I, I don't know where this left off with Nicki Minaj and Remy. I don't know. Dude, I think Remy is fucking Nicki Minaj. I think. It's so confusing. I long for the days of Kanye. <laughs> Unbelievable. What else is going on? Yeah, uh, fucking everything. Good for them. Good for these fucking people. Oh, celebs out and about. A plethora of C and D list celebs in Dallas. <laughs> this is the best website ever. <laughs> we should go and cover the Super Bowl one of these years, right? That'll be a thing. Yeah. Hey, Ocho Cinco was there. Everybody was there. We weren't. Yeah, we should be. That's what I'm saying. We should be covering this shit. The best at it. Have any drunk calls? No, no drunk calls this week. Aw, that's too bad. Yeah. We do have them somewhere, but... What? You didn't take them down? No, I think there was only two. So why didn't you play them? I just forgot. In our Super Bowl bash yesterday at Rock's Place. Congratulations to the Green Bay Packers who won. And thank God I don't have to run the Brooklyn Bridge and Butthuggers. That was just not going to be fun. It was going to be embarrassing because Rock was going to film it. It would have been all the internet. I didn't need that. I didn't need that. Rock didn't need to film it, and I didn't need to be in the boxer shorts, or not even boxer, but huggers, but fucking huggers. And by the way, people that are knocking me for not knocking us for not doing the uh, reneging on the old Super Bowl bet, we actually did the old Super Bowl bet 
Well, we actually wore butt huggers on yeah. the radio show. So we actually won that. We made a bet. We lost it to Vanessa from A Shot at Love. And we actually right. did the, you know, we owned up to the bet. That's what I'm saying. We ponied up. Ponied up. The entire radio show and butt huggers. Luckily, those were in the days when we didn't have Twitters and all that stuff. At least it wasn't that popular. What up? Mike, Vic, Mike, Vic. I just got a box of cigars, Rock. Thought you'd be interested. I ate the box. See, playing off the Nicki Minaj thing. That's nice. (laughs) I didn't even get that. All right. All right. So thank you to Steve O and Doug Stanley from the Deadliest Catch coming on the radio program today. Rock and I will be hosting Comical Radio March 25th. That's coming up. We're going to have some more guests and shit running Ragnar at the end of the month. There's a lunaticradio.com team running a race called Ragnar, which is a 12-man, 202-mile relay race out there in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm a part of the team. I got, like, the shortest leg, which is, thank God, I got the shortest leg. But if you're in the Phoenix area on February 26th and 27th, there's a race called Ragnar. It's a 12-man relay race, 202 miles, uh, and there'll be a TeamLunaticRadio.com running in that race. Everybody will be wearing LunaticRadio.com t-shirts. Very exciting. So look out for us. Big fun stuff. Way to promote the show. <laughs> yeah, so uh, thank you to Steve-O. It was good. New book coming out June 7th, Professional Idiot, right? And Doug Stanley, who's making killing, filming shit. Just, just raking in cash. Raking in the cash. F you money. We'll do the hotties of the week and get the fuck out of here on the LunaticRadio.com show. Mike, big, Mike, big. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. How do you want me? Go What up, everybody? Hottie of the week time. We pick a chick from the world of the Tamar Demon on Hottie Week. Pulling a segment doing each and every week. I gotta go right off the bat. And go with uh, Brooklyn Decker. Yeah, but I was going to take her, too. Brooklyn Decker, my hottie of the week. I'll take her, too. Rock is going with Brooklyn Decker. Double shot for Brooklyn Decker this week in the new Adam Sandler I'll take week. Jennifer Aniston. I'll give her credit. Word up. You going Jennifer Aniston? Yeah. Why not? All right. Thank you to everybody checking out us in the chat room. Email us at the show, lunaticradio.com with the email questions. Trunkle Hotline, 206-202-LUNA. That's 206-202-566. And catch us on Twitter, twitter.com slash lunatic radio, or Facebook, facebook.com slash lunatic radio. And then you got our uh, website, lunaticradio.com, and then the the graveyard site of a message board that no one ever goes to anymore. Uh, it's on the website there, too. Uh, Candace Bailey coming in. It's Hottie Week from Live School. Graveyard message board, huh? It Where is a Posters graveyard. go to die. Yeah, no one does the message board thing anymore, I think. Everybody's on the Facebook. We never played the we never played the uh, Gumble uh, internet file. Oh, we can play that quickly. Yeah, yeah well, well, this is actually kind of cool. This is a uh, clip from um, the Today Show back in like 1994, uh, and it's it's Katie Brian Katie Couric, Brian Gumble, and somebody else sitting on the couch, and they're talking about the internet. And they don't know what the internet is at that point in 1994. And it's kind of odd to hear them discuss what is the internet, what is – no one knew what the at symbol was. I Actually, I think I'm pretty much giving away the entire video. But the audio is kind of freaking interesting. It's funny how 
in such it's kind of in the grand scheme of things a short period of time how we went from not even knowing what the internet was or what an at symbol was to now it's like running our lives <laughs> literally people are fucking they can't move without you know now it's on our phones taking over our world in 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 less than 20 years it's pretty much consumed our lives all right here go ahead here's the clip from the today show Back in 1994. Fun fact, this is the most Katie Kirk has ever had on this radio program. Yeah. She 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 she's book ended the show. It's Katie Kirk Day on the LunaticRadio.com show. Go ahead. Stupid when I said it. Violence at NBC. <laughs> yeah, I heard it around the lunchroom. See, there it is. Violence at NBC. G E com. I mean, well, well Allison should know. What, what do you is say internet about Allison? anyway? <laughs> internet is uh, that massive computer right. network, the one that's becoming really big now. What do you mean? That's big. How does one What do you write to it? Like mail? This is our demographic of our listeners. Yeah. This is why no one ever knows how to listen to it. By the way, this is the conversations our listeners have now. <laughs> no, a lot of people use it and communicate. I guess they can communicate with NBC writers and producers. Allison, can you explain what internet is? No, she can't say anything in 10 seconds or less. Uh, oh, Allison will be in the studio shortly. What does it mean? It's a giant computer network made up, made up of... This is the Today Show in 1994. Can you believe how far we've come since 94? Yeah. Not our listeners. But. All right. I mean, 94 really. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. wasn't that long ago. Here's Brian Gumbel going, what is the internet? What is internet? What is yeah, even Sarah? What is internet? Do you write to it? Yeah. How do you make it happen? <laughs> is it a box? Sometimes wonder that myself. What Pre- is internet? Pretty pretty interesting stuff though. Katie, that ass symbol kind of looks like your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Not who's on the show. We don't know yet, but we'll figure it out. And we'll let you know on our Facebooks and our Twitters. Thank you, everybody. Yes. So follow us and add us as a friend. Yeah, do all that. All right, man. We'll see you guys next week. Thank Thank you you to Steve-O, Steve-O Steve-O.com, and Doug Stanley, producer, director of cinematography for the Degulous Sketch on Discovery Channel. New season coming out soon. Woo!